It's warming up now. Uh, you know, Carl, that we do jazz hands. So come on, let's see those jazz hands, Carl. Come on, let's get a KG made jazz hands. There it goes, jazz hands. We are live. We are live, people. <laughs> oh, he's really taking it there. He's really taking it there. Don't get him started because he just can't stop. <laughs> we are live. This is episode 235 of the Who Move My Freedom podcast. Coming at you live from Gainesville, Florida, the Strange Media Studios. Of course, I'm Hank Strange. And this gentleman here with me right now is Kyle from KG Made. Right? You guys make, um, you guys make custom-made... Firearms, uh, specifically, I, I think rifles, or am I wrong? Do you do um, more than just rifles? No, we do suppressors, and then we do custom builds in terms of integrals or custom. We don't do a ton of, like, bolt gun builds or anything like that, but mm-hmm. we'll do some custom suppressed stuff or custom machine stuff. But we, we try to stick to keeping everything as quiet as possible. <laughs> Absolutely. So, and, and in that spirit, I hope you guys have your quiet panties on tonight. The quiet ones, the quiet ones. Uh, <laughs> and we're going to talk about, I guess we'll be talking about suppressors and a bunch of other things, uh, whatever you guys want to talk about. If you don't know about KG Made, you've never heard of KG Made, we're going to get Kyle to to explain all of that to you. So how about that? And also, Kyle, where can people find you guys on social media so we can get some people to follow you? Uh, we're at KG Made underscore suppressors on Instagram, uh, Facebook.com com slash kg made suppressors and kg okay Simple, easy you can find us awesome so you know what before you jump into telling the folks about kg made i think we're going to get trey from uh aries firearm training to come on as well uh sure. let me jump let me go through real quick and shout out everyone in the chat here and uh let me also remind everyone to hit the thumbs ups okay we really need all those all the thumbs ups that we can get please share this video uh, feel free to comment, ask us questions. If you've got questions about suppressors or any other thing for that matter, we'll, we're going to get into it and talk about it tonight. Um, Special K, I see, is number one. E-Rock is also here. Shout out to those guys. I see Christopher Williams and Corey Williams who say they're finally home. So congratulations to those guys. Hope everyone is feeling better. I know it's been kind of difficult lately for them. Uh, Ghetto Dr. Phil is here. DCG 44s as well. The Tyvin Show is also in here. Um, let's see who else we got. Uh, Cherry Wine. Cherry Wine is also in the chat. Shout out. Big shout out to Cherry Wine as well. And uh, Cody Phillips is also here. He says, what's up, guys and gals? Um, so DCG44S says, you guys here, judge dismissed all charges for three suspects from that terrorist training camp in New Mexico, WTF. Uh, no, I did not hear that. I would have to look into that deeper. That would be crazy. <laughs> yeah, that would fall solidly in the realm of crazy. And it's going to get even more <laughs> conspiratorial, right, Kyle? <laughs> this conspiracy theorist are going to jump. the rabbit hole with you if you want. Yeah, yeah. We, we, I, I need to look that one up because I, I have not heard anything about that. I've been running around town all day today and it's been raining and trying to do a whole bunch of different things. So let's see. Um, who else do we got have in here? Um, STL Storm Spotter, Opt Out of Gun Control, uh, Michael Bender, Ridge Runner as well, Magnum Boys. Uh, let's see who else we got. Psycho 316, Watchdog, Boss Hog, Robert McNeely, Greg 98K, Mr. FNH, uh, Lewis 1911. And. Um, 
Okay, we've got Jason Shear, 18, uh, 817 LDS, Strange Media Moderator says, hey, Strangeaholics, what's up? Hashtag Buzzy Buzzy, blah, blah, blah. So thank you for that. We appreciate it. That's one of my favorite hashtags. Uh, just to keep it, just to keep it fresh. Uh, Armin and Axes as well is here. And let's see, let's see. We've got Warsaw Patriot. Um, okay, Warsaw Patriot not feeling good. Looks like he lost someone in the family. We're sorry about that, man. Our condolences go out to you. That's always bad news. So, uh, you know, I understand how that goes. Shout out to LV Louis Cipher as well. Ghetto Dr. Phil, Rondell Stewart, CB. Big Dick Willie. Big Dick Willie's here. You like that one? <laughs> Big Dick Willie's in the... It's a name. It's not, you know... I mean, hey, if that's your name, that's your name. You know, as long as you that can live up to... actual name? Uh, well, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that's his real name, but hopefully he can live up to it, so... Uh, Larry Fulton's here, Rob Adis, uh, Avis, Leonidas of Spartan, Rob D as well, music lover, Moobut. Um, I shoot my AK naked also here. <laughs> the Armsman, Randy Peacock, uh, Jimmy Way Jam, um, all those people in here. Music lover says he's uh, AKA Small Dick Willie. Oh, so, okay. I mean, hey, you got to keep it balanced, you know? Of course. That's just how it goes. So shout out to everyone. I see Troy Warren also in here just joining. So if you look, if you're watching us, please hit the thumbs up, share this with everyone. Feel free to um, to comment. Big Dick Willie says he's never heard any complaints. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he might be he might have little ears. That's why he is. And I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Julie Johnson as well. Shout out to her. She says your hair is looking large tonight, Hank. Yeah. Whenever I get my hair cut, so I get my hair cut on Wednesdays, my barber like puts hairspray in my hair and then combs it all the way up. So that's how it goes. And then then I walk around looking like this all day. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that's always a good thing. Uh, gorillas and Guns, shout out to Gorillas and Guns as well. Um, uh, Bragmo also in here. So shout out to everyone. We'll get into uh, you know we'll get into this some other news stuff. If you guys have cool, funny things going on in the news, um, you know I know there's like some political stuff going on out there because we had voting going on yesterday. I went and voted. Hope everyone else out there went and um, you know and voted. Music lover says it's a frohawk. That's what I call it. Watchdog says it's the poof hawk. The poof hawk. So yeah. <laughs> What can I say? It's, it's, what quite I got. Poof. it's quite poofy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really it's extra, it's extra poofy. And then it's raining. You know, it's just it's, there's a lot of static electricity in the air. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> it's like the longest my hair gets is like three quarters of an inch. So. Oh really? Okay. All right. Uh, so I, cool. I keep it real short. Oh okay. So you know what, Carl? Tell us about yourself. And um, are you the sole owner of KG Made? I am the sole owner of KG Made. Yes. Um, okay, so where and where are you guys located? We're in Kennesaw, Georgia, so we about 30, 40 minutes north of Atlanta, up 75. Okay, cool. And I think I first met you at one of the IV8888 events, right? Yeah, one of Chad and Eric's events, yep. Yeah, there's a good event. Cool. We got another one coming up, uh, six weeks, something like that. Coming up soon. Yeah, first, wow. First weekend of October. 
Yeah, man. Time is just flying. I know. I know. So, yeah. uh, so we're getting ready for that. We've got some new products coming out. We'll have for that. So it's, it's always a good time. This is our third year for that. So okay. um, we haven't been in the firearms game as long, I, I guess, minor background. I've grown up shooting my entire life. I cannot remember not shooting from 22s, pellet rifles, a lot of interest stuff. So a lot of precision rifle, bolt gun, mainly what I grew up shooting. Um, uh, but KGMA actually started as a welding and, and fabrication shop. My, my background is welding. Uh, started welding at like 10 or 11 years old. So um we wow. Shop that at, way. 10, at 10 or 11? Yeah. Oh, so you can weld in your sleep then? Uh, somewhat, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, started stick welding, got into MIG, TIG, um, really got interested in exotic materials, exotic alloys. So your titaniums, Inconels, Monels, specialty aluminums, weird stainlesses, anything really, really hard. Um, I got kind of driven by that. Um, so went to graduate high school, went to, uh, Southern Poly, which is in Marietta for mechanical engineering. Mm -hmm. Um, so went through there and kind of got into welding the fab from my own shop and kind of took it from there. Uh, spent a couple years as a R and D weld engineer for a robotic welding company. So I did a lot of, de uh, development for nuclear applications. Oh, wow. So okay. you can all your the hardest stuff, Stellite, all the hardest stuff you see in suppressors, I did well development on a nuclear application. So all x-ray, robotic, like running stuff fiber optically out of containment, all kinds of stuff like that. So I have a very, very vast welding background um, and machining. I've been manual machining since my early 20s. So okay. the CNC stuff just kind of grew out of that. And um we actually got into the CNC stuff to do uh, some research, um, some kind of closed door government research stuff. And mm -hmm. when that stuff kind of tapered off, we you know, wanted to fill some machine time. So, we're like, hey, let's let's see what it can take to start bringing some products to the market that we've seen holes. So, you know, we, we we saw the small holes, small niches in the market. We didn't want to come out and say, hey, we're going to do a 30 cal, 9 mil, 556. Five, we're just going to do the run of the mill stuff. You know, so we started with the odd weird hey we're just going to stay in our corner kind of over here and feel the market out but come out with different stuff that we didn't see um, mm -hmm. and that's kind of what we've done um, none of our products are really mainstream even all the way up to our rifle cans i mean our rifle cans are all titanium taper mount muzzle brake i mean they're built for precision like that's what they're for they're not built to go burn it down you know on a 10 inch ar that's that's not what we build um, there's tons of good companies out there for that. I mean, you've got Tomsico and Dead Air and Rugged and Yankee Hill and all these yeah. big guys that, you know, if you want to go burn it down at the range, that's what they're for. I, I will be the first person to tell you to go do that stuff. But if you're looking for precision stuff, you know, you're, you're looking at guys like us and Thunder Beast and some of your other CGS, some of your other precision stuff. Um, that's where we stay. And that's just more because that's my experience. Um that's what I'm good at. That's what I'm, that's what I can shoot a lot at. Yeah. And that's, so. I think, I think that's a good thing. I mean, why try to get in there with, with, in um, play in the sandbox that everyone else is already in and it's crowded when you can um, uh, make these cool things that are out there. I, I think that um, I remember when I met you, um, Chad and Eric had a lot of really cool stuff that people are probably wondering, like, how the heck do they, you know, how do they do that? How do they find this gun that, you know, there are some cool guns that you built. Yeah. 
Yeah, so that, that's what we like is the weird kind of projects like the CZ 455 we built for Chad turned out to be a product of ours now. But it was because he came to me saying, hey, I want this or we got this weird little thing or the 1022 take now is the same thing of, you know, just just weird, odd stuff. And I've got two more projects at my shop for them. It's just the weirdest oddball stuff that you would wouldn't think you'd ever want to mess with. It's going to be yeah. the coolest project. Yeah, so uh, do you say Chad really and like. Eric do weird oddball stuff? I, <laughs> you must not have never watched their channel. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what makes them cool. Okay, awesome. You know what? Let me just uh, cut for a second. We've got Trey. Trey has joined us here. There he goes. The hey, Eric, how you doing tonight? Sorry Good. for the delay. My computer was being uh, <laughs> acting up. A little pain. Yeah, it was acting up. I'm on now. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, Trey. This is Kyle. He's from KG Made. I don't know if you are familiar with KG Made. And Kyle, What's this up, is Kyle? Trey. How you doing, man? Yeah. So Trey's from uh, Aries Firearms Training. Hi, hey. Hey, what's up? How's it going? He wanted to say hi to you. He's a big oh, fan and he's awesome. embarrassed. Oh, hi. hey, how's it going? <laughs> yeah. Thanks hi. for coming on the show. What's your name? Tell me your name. I'm BJ. BJ, okay. Nice to meet you, BJ. DJ, DJ. DJ, DJ, DJ. That's there right. you go. Okay, messed it up. DJ, nice to meet you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> Good-looking kid you got there. It gets me in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're, you know, um, Kyle makes uh, suppressors, amongst other things, and some very... Uh, cool oddball suppressors that's where we're at here in the conversation and by the way kyle uh brian quick who's always here in the chat he says he's a graduate of kennesaw state university Hi. yeah so there you go um he's and i think huh he's local to us then yeah well i don't know if he's still i don't know if he's still there but oh okay yeah and uh, i see clover tack is also in the chat shout out to clover tack all right, so so you guys, um, you you you've been making these suppressors now for about how long? Uh, we're almost three years in, actually. Three years, okay. Yeah, from when when we got our start, and I keep in mind the day we filed paperwork for our FFL, we already had ten CAD designs in CAD ready to machine. So you know, the day our SOT hit, we were we were wide open. We already had machine time. We already had program done, ready to roll. So. Oh, okay. Uh, um, but we we take our time on stuff. We we try to try to do our homework and try to put a bunch of testing. Like I spent over I spent about fourteen months developing our thirty cal can um, because I wasn't going to bring it to the market until it checked off every single box that I had of what that can had to do. And okay. I actually ended up with uh, twenty three different baffle revisions to get that can where I wanted it. Oh, okay, so what's the um, tell us about the thirty cal? can so and how that's different cal, from what else is out there so the 30 cal our rifle series is called the rogue series r-o-g-u-e um mm -hmm. you know it's the it's the non-conformist it's the um it's the 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 guys um that it's not the same as everyone else we're we're, we're an all titanium we're precision can we're based on accuracy um i i saw a, a kind of hole in the market where cans um affected a rifle's performance and accuracy and i just i i didn't want to have anything to do with it you know i didn't shoot suppress for such a long time because 
everything I shot was just, I'm, you know, four or five inch point of impact shifts at 100 yards. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, you know, I'm, I get mad if I don't shoot half inch groups at 100 yards. You know, I'm having a bad day at the range. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, so that was a big, big thing to me was, was baffle design so that I didn't affect the trajectory and or the point of impact shift for the round. Mm-hmm. Um, mainly because accuracy was a big thing. So I worked on accuracy and then worked backwards for sound and tone. Now, that's one thing we mess with a lot is tone. All of our cans have a really, really low tone to them because we, we've we changed the baffle design to affect how we modulate the sound wave inside the can. Okay. So we, we go a little bit different thought process behind it and actually put some math and put some fluid mechanics behind it of, you know, a suppressor is essentially a closed system. So what, what do you do in a closed system to, you know, reduce internal pressure and all that kind of stuff? So that's that's how we kind of differ is we, we just have a different approach about the way we do things um, and the way we vent gas inside a can, the way we affect accuracy, the way we affect sound, because uh, sound is tone. So if you change how the speed and how the gas travels through your can, you can effectively change the tone. So you may have a can, you may have a can that meters two decibels, three decibels higher, but has a lower tone, so it's more pleasant to the ear. Okay, so... You shoot, so, you mm-hmm. shoot two side by side, and you're like, oh, that one's quieter. Well, actually, if you look at the meter data, no, it's not. It just has a more pleasant tone to humans because we like a lower frequency. Yeah, so I know that I see Lola is asking, she's in the chat, and she's asking what's the difference between town and sound, uh, excuse me, sound and tone. Um, and I'm and I'm assuming you're saying the lower tone because it's just more pleasing to the air, like you just said, when a high pitch sound is less pleasing to the air. But, you know, go ahead and explain that. Okay, so, so sound is pressure. Uh, DB is SPL, sound pressure level. So the the loudness you hear is actually the amount of air pressure placed on your ear. Um, tone is the frequency of the sound wave. So a lower frequency sound wave. So, you know, if you have a sound wave, this sound wave like this, if you have a really short, close together sound wave, you have a higher tone. If you have a lower, sm- smoother sine wave, you have a lower tone. So loudness and or SPL and tone are two very, very different things. And a lot of, a lot of newer people to suppress shooting um, don't, don't either understand that or don't even know that they are two independent variables, that they're not exactly the same thing, nor can, are they uh, cooperative. Okay. Okay. And by the way, Trey, man, feel free to jump in here. I don't know. I, I'm assuming you're into suppressors. You know, oh yeah, I I'm, I'm looking at his 30 cal Rogue 30 right now. I was looking at it online. It's pretty, pretty darn sexy. Rated up to 300 wind mag at an 18 inch barrel. Oh yeah, yeah that's pretty sweet actually. And then I was looking at your 338 too. It's pretty nice, and they they get a good look to them also. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, we we we, we don't try to hide anything. I said welding's my background, so yeah. So I if people no look at showing stuff off, right? So if people look at the website, they might go, wait a second. Um, this is unfinished, but look at the welds. It's like welded by elves. <laughs> it's unfinished for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> now, is uh, is everything unfinished, or do you have some things that? Um... Oh no, you can get whatever you want. You can get them unfinished. We can seracote them. We can flame treat them. I'm sure you've seen some of the rainbow cans out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can flame treat them. No, we'll do whatever you want. It's we just wanted to not come out of the box with all black cans. 
Mm-hmm. No, I think that's well a great done. idea. I mean, everybody gets their guns cerakoted anyways. Having a can, you can do whatever you want. That's <laughs> actually it saves you money, and you can put more money back into the can, the design of the can. Actually, I think it's a really good idea. Yeah. Instead of yeah, having I mean, I don't, ones and two purple ones, and hey, I got another FDE one over here. Nope, the guy can do whatever he wants. He can go to any guy and have it cerakoted. Yeah, mm-hmm. or he can leave it raw. I mean, we've got uh, we've got a lot of guys that just leave them raw and let them. As you heat them up and just let them let them age and let them. Or you can put like a cold tag cover on it and it wouldn't matter. You wouldn't have to do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's funny you say funny you say that. Coltac makes all of our covers for us. Oh, they do. We love Coltac, man. Coltac, those are the guys right there. uh, All of our cans, all of our thirty cal and three three eight cans ship with a cover specifically built for our can by him. Oh, sweet. Okay. Yeah, no, Dustin's a good dude. I've known him for several years, pretty much oh, one of yeah. the first guys we met in the industry. And we will, I try not They're to do awesome. with anyone else. Yeah. Great, yeah, great. I buy all their stuff. I love their, they make a great product. Uh, it's yeah. hard to compete with those guys. No. Yeah. USA, man. Yeah. Yeah. And he absolutely. builds everything in house too. Oh, yeah. yeah. So uh, Brian Quick, by the way, who said he went to Kennesaw, he says he's still in the Atlanta area. He wants to know if he can get a factory tour at KG. Do you do that kind of stuff? We do it by appointment only. So have him email, just email through the website, tell him that, you know, he was on the podcast, whatever like that. And I'll, I'll set something up. Yeah. We're, I mean, we're a private closed, closed door shop. Um, we don't do factory tours or anything like that in terms of like, you know, we don't have time. So mm-hmm. you know, if he wants a private tour, that's fine. Um, so okay. just have you. Um, tell me about that integrated 1022 cam. Which one? We got a couple now. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at the EOS, and it's pretty. That thing is pretty sick looking. Hold on, let me so see the EOS. EOS. EOS 22 takedown. Yeah, and we actually are about to release an EOS XL. So the the thing about the EOS is, is it it was kind of unfortunately it was kind of a misunderstood product when we first came out. Um, we what we did with that was we wanted a dedicated subgun. So no matter what you shot the round would be subsonic. I wanted something that I could shoot off my back porch and no one know, but I could go, I could buy a Walmart Federal 550 bolt pack and it dropped the velocity. I don't like porting for 22 because it clogs the ports up. So we okay. limit the burn rate to um, effectively make almost every round subsonic. So we, we use a 416 stainless match barrel and we essentially just mill the baffle stack directly into the barrel. Yeah, I'm looking at that. That's pretty damn cool, actually. Hmm. And it shows that, I guess, it's serviceable also? Oh, yeah. So the entire system is three pieces. It's the barrel, titanium sleeve, and a titanium end cap. So it'll never yeah, grow. It'll never rust. It'll never... Wow, never that is really cool, actually. I've got to get my hands on one of those. That Are is- you guys looking at the, t- uh, the, the takedown one or the regular? The takedown one, Hank. It, that oh. thing is pretty cool looking. Yeah, Chad just did a video on one a couple months ago, I think. Um, yeah. yeah, it's just a little bit different design. It's one of those, you know, it, we didn't build it to be the, it's not a sub MOA 22. Like it's a five inch barrel, four inch barrel. So yeah. we built it as a plinker. Now it'll still shoot, you know, a Coke can at hundred yards with a red dot. Like it's not inaccurate, but it's not an absolute tack driver. So we, we've, we've had some kind of resistance on, you know, people having unrealistic expectations for what the gun's capable of. Now, it's the quietest thing you've ever shot. Uh, as hands down, the, the number one thing we've ever heard is the quietest 1022 in target you will ever 
Yeah. I'm thinking I shot this when I look at it. Did I? If, yeah. Well, so we had a couple. The, if you shot our open bolt one, that was integrally suppressed. The yeah. Okay. 2,000 rounds a minute full auto one. Yeah. I remember there was one that Chad was like, you have to shoot this thing. That's it. Yeah. That's yeah. It. Okay. All right. What'd you think, Hank? It's pretty cool looking, man. I like yeah. it. It's pretty sweet. I do. I do like it. And actually, Kyle and I were talking before the show, but I'm going to bring this up again, Kyle. Sorry. Sure. I don't know. You probably get, no, you, I'm sure you don't get bored by this stuff. So oh, no. who has seen this? Does anyone know what this is that I have here? I've okay. seen it. Yeah. So this is the Defiance, which is from Chris Vector or Chris, not Chris Vector, but the company that makes a Chris Vector. So there it goes is the Defiance. Basically, it is a 22 um, AR, right? Just uses 22s and it uses a Ruger 1022 barrel. All right. So and it, but it has the weight. So it's aluminum. It has, you know, the same weight of your gun. So this would be like a great thing for you to train with. And I was telling Kyle that the you know, this is, this is a cool gun. I like it. What I want to do though, is make this integrally suppressed. That's my uh, thing that I would like to do with this. And I don't know if you guys could see here. So there's the, um, I should probably, where's my flashlight? Throw some light on this thing for a second. So you guys can see it. So you could change that. You could change the barrel here. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and uh, you could put in a 1022 barrel. Now, Babyface and I were, and when I say Babyface and I, I mean Babyface, uh, was 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 going to swap out um, a, a integrally suppressed barrel I have here, but it wouldn't fit. So um, I noticed that you have the non-takedown one, Kyle. Yep. Is that that's going to fit in here, you think? I think it would more than the takedown one because the takedown one is made for that whole uh, mm -hmm. rotating locking mechanism that okay. Ruger uses the takedown. The standard 1022, which is what the Chris Vector guy told me when they came to our booth last year, mm -hmm. is a standard off-the-shelf 1022 carbine barrel would fit in that gun. That's what he yeah. told Wow. Yeah, so yours is about the size of a heavy barrel anyway, so it should slide right in there. It should nine, be it's a 920 OD heavy barrel, correct? Okay. Yeah, I've got to try that because what I really like about this, and I know everyone doesn't like it, but I like this LVOA handguard. Well, it's a full-length too. Yeah, and it has that kind of like war sport thing. So I oh, can't yeah. think of anything more badass than this. Also, like having that integral, you know, integrally suppressed barrel ending there and all that. So yeah, we got we've got to do something about that. And just in case anyone's curious, the magazines that this uses are basically the magazines that you use in those conversion kits. So um, they make this one, and it comes with it. But you can also use the Smith and Wesson magazine. So oh, from the M&P, cool. yeah, from the M&P 1522, they also yeah, work we got one of those. We get a bunch of barrels, our magazines for it too. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, that's going to be that last time. Yeah. Have you, um, did you ever look at making any, like replacing those barrels or making those integrally suppressed call? For the 1522s? Yeah. Um, there's already a couple companies that do it. And by the time we got to it, it was, there was two or three other companies doing it. And it was just, they're harder to pull. Um, they're not a standard kind of barrel nut stuff. And the, the problem with our, not really problem, the way our design works is I have to have a heavy barrel to be able to do it. Mm -hmm. And we were having problems finding a barrel manufacturer that would do, you know, smaller quantities. Like most of them wanted, hey, we want 100 to 150 barrels. I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. There's for, a, you know, a 1522. Okay. It's just. Who doesn't I, have a 1022? 
Exactly. Yeah, I know. I was going to say, we can sit here and start bragging about, like, I think that's one of the most popular uh, things out there. People just love oh, building 1022s, right? Everybody no, has a 1022. It's, it's like you're born and they're like, oh, here's a pacifier and a 1022. And move yeah. on. My, mom, my son was born. I bought him a takedown. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's so it's so much fun to build those. It's so much fun to build them. So um, here, let me see. Okay, so Tyvin Show is asking a question. Um, he wants to know: Do you consider the barrel twist rate when you're designing a can? Um, for the thread on cans. Is he um, specific, or is he just kind of an open question? I think that's just an open question. And uh, and he wants to know if you wrap your barrel in the silencer with header wrap from Jags or Summit Racing. Uh, well, he says if you wrap it, it will reduce the sound. I don't know if you've looked into all that. Oh, uh, we have looked that. at sound deadening coatings, like actual ceramic and PVD coatings on the inside. We're actually doing some experimentation with a PVD coater right now on a sound reducing internal coating for cans. Um, okay. But the header wrap thing on 22s, and eh, your bolt is louder than your can. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, on larger cans, uh, you might could have some tonal differences in terms of like a 30 cal can, but I would highly surprised if you actually heard DB reduction. Okay. I think he's saying the speed of the round can make a difference in sound. So I guess that's why he's asking about the twist rate. I don't know. Well, twist rate, I mean, that'll affect honestly trajectory more than anything and, and bullet performance. So, I mean, you know, if you have an unstable round, if you have a if you have a round that is not designed for that certain twist rate, and then you shoot it through a suppressor, and you don't have a stable round when it leaves the barrel, you're going to have baffling strikes, all kinds yeah. of crazy strikes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh -huh. you've you've got to think about all that with your suppressor as well, right? So it's something that we think about, and as part of the reason we design a lot of our cores the way we do, um, is to put the least amount of negative. I guess negative air pressure effect on the round. So that if you do have an unstable round or whatever like that, that our can is putting the least amount of effect on what that bullet is doing in terms of stabilizing or destabilizing. So okay. it's, it's um, and again, a lot of that comes back to accuracy. So if you know if we build a can to be the most accurate, that means we're having the least amount of effect on the stabilization of the round. Okay. So like, and, like our, our 338 can, like we test our 338 can out to 2,000 yards to be able to say, hey, like we can build, you know, seriously long range cans. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, you know, so if you have minute effects, you know, you may not see it at 100 yards. You may not see it at 300, but you're going to see it at 1,000. You're going to see it at 1,500. Oh, yeah. You're going to mm -hmm. see it at 2,000. Mm -hmm. So, um, like I said, we, we spent a lot of development, a lot of time, and we worked with a long range manufacturer in Indiana. Mm -hmm. We did both those cans actually. Yeah, and that's that's probably going to matter the most with something like that because I'm assuming guys are getting that to hunt with, right? That's well, to hunt, thing. PRS, target PRS. shoot, whatever. Yeah. But I mean, you got to think. We're starting to see a lot more on the ranges because the rounds becoming more affordable now. Where it was yeah. like six dollars a shot, now we're seeing like three or three or less for some of these guys, so they can okay. actually afford to shoot it. So yeah. define PRS uh, with Trey. What's PRS? Precision Rifles um, competition where they have different stages. So oh. very similar to like um, uh, Three Gunner, well, like IDPA where they have different stages for long distance shooting. So it could be 
250 yards, the guy's laying on a platform. He has X amount of minutes to shoot these so many rounds and on, ta- on target, per- and they go off of hits. Um, we're talking about starting a match out at our range and start doing it, but I have yet to finish all the uh, reading with and talking with them to get it all sanctioned and everything. But okay. it's a lot of fun. I like long distance shooting, being a long distance guy. Oh, so like competitively shooting long yes, distance? Yes, competitive okay, shooting. Cool. Oh, okay. Yeah, that sounds like fun, actually. Oh, yeah. We're talking about yeah. doing it. You should come down, hang, do some shooting <laughs> with us. Yeah, I try to stay away from the competitions and stuff like that unless people force me into it. I know. We but, all suck, so you do really well. <laughs> yeah. Somehow, somehow, Kyle, that sounds like a trap. <laughs> that sounds like a trap. I, I really feel like you're, you're hedging there, Trey. You know, no you way. Range. No Don't, way. Try to, <laughs> Don't try to play me. <laughs> But that does, I, you know what, when you shoot long distance, or like I found, I don't know about you guys, but whenever I shoot long distance, it like, told, like shooting altogether mellows me out. But shooting long distance just really, it's like meditation or something. Well, because you, you have to be in a certain kind of mindset. To sh- again, shooting 100 yards, 300 yards is one thing. You start shooting 1,000, 12, 1,500 yards, your breathing comes into effect. Um, yeah. Heart rate. 40% math and 60% you. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, you know, to me, I would say like 50% math and 75% you, but that goes, <laughs> that goes to show you what I know about math. <laughs> That's what the phone's for. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh, and now there's some optics that are really, I think, easier to use. So I don't know if you guys prefer the like really, you know, mathy kind of optics. I know there's some easier optics out there that you can use, but I guess when you get really, really far out, it's a lot of math, right? It's how they got, I'm going, hey, Kyle, I didn't mean to interrupt uh, you. No, no, no. I was just, I was just say it's, it depends on how you should, like I grew up doing the math in my head or doing, you know, building dope charts for rifles. Um, but one thing I saw that was really cool at NRA this year was, you know, SIG has that entire line yep. of geoballistic data based um it's everything it's a rangefinder. it's a phone app and it's a scope and it hmm. essentially you plug your rifle data in and it does the math for you yep and it'll change your point of aim it'll change all this stuff and it'll i mean i haven't seen the data i don't know how accurate it actually is but really it's just doing the math for you so you know if you input the correct load data in terms of velocity and ballistics of your bullet it ain't going to be that far off you know, hmm. w- w- within reason. Again, you start shooting over 12, 1,500 yards. You're talking curvature of the earth. You're talking Coriolis effect. It does that also. Really? Yeah, because oh. my I have the 2,400 ABS scope or laser rangefinder. All that's inputted in that. Every bit of that's it is designed to go out to 2,400 yards. That's what it's built to do. Now, oh, I've awesome. seen the scope, but I've never shot it. It, it yeah, is pretty either. sexy, Kyle. I mean, it is pretty nice setup. So, I, hold I, on. SIG came out with this? Yep. Oh, yeah. I think they call it the BDR or something like that. It's an oh. entire line of optics from yeah. them now. Like they're, oh. they're doing their entire line all the way from like three to nines all the way up to like six to 24 to six to thirties. I mean, they're, they're revamping an entire side of their optics. Oh, no. And know. what was the, the, did they um, announce like price points and stuff like that on those? Um, cheap, uh, cheap. Yeah. It's not bad. <laughs> oh, okay. Cause you know, I mean that like um, there's been some other things out there that are a lot more expensive. Um, but I'd like to see like technologies coming along, man, making a huge difference here. My, my laser range finder from SIG actually ties into my phone. So I load all the data into my phone 
and I lo it actually uploads to my rangefinder. So I have four profiles in my rangefinder. I just mm -hmm. switch to the one I want. Say I'm shooting 308 today at 168. It's profile A. I laze the target. It gives me all the data in the actual laser rangefinder. I make the adjustments on the gun and I fire. I don't really have to do. I mean, I can do math and do all the other stuff, but it's it's it does the atmospheric. It does everything but wind, but it does have a kestrel, a little small like kestrel. Kestrel, yeah, yeah, no, that you can no. use, or you can just figure out wind by calling off of what the grass is doing, moss or smoke or yeah. whatever you can see at the time. So mm. it's pretty okay. damn sexy to be honest with you. Yeah. Do, do you I've, know if it does elevation data too? Like it does uh, shooting, elevation data. Shooting from elevated uh, positions yep. and stuff like that. Yep. Oh man. Yeah. It yeah. does everything. I mean, I when I got it, it, it's because it did everything. You didn't have to figure squat out. You point, you shoot. It does everything. It does your dopes, your angle, everything. I mean, it's amazing. It, it is a pretty cool piece of equipment. I yeah. sold my Leica rangefinder because it was basic, and I I do I'm I'm old school. I do everything, but I just want to shoot. I want to laze the target instead of trying to sit there and do the math to get uh, my distance. Just shoot sure. it. But then I did everything else. This thing does yeah. everything. I don't have to do anything. Hmm. All right, you got to show me this. I'd like to see this. Is my color? What's going on? But my my camera seems like it's flipping out on me or something. Now you look good, man. I see your hand like point me? blank though. Oh, okay. There we go. All right. I don't know if, yeah, I don't, I'm not pretty, I'm not sure what's going on with that. All right. So um, just to change this up a little bit, I don't know if folks have questions or anything like that out there that we can answer since we have both of these. Um, Psycho. Yeah. He didn't have um, a 1022. The farm firearms. The farm He's firearms. the only guy I've ever met that didn't have a 1022. Yeah. Why did, um, okay. Someone, the farm firearms responded to something and then it looks like Tyvin deleted it. I'm not really sure why, but do you, you know, the farm firearms, right? Yeah, I know. Uh, farm yeah. gun works. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think he was trying to tell us the price of that thing. Probably. He, he would know yeah. it. <laughs> yes. I know. That's our friend. Whoever, whoever deleted his message, he's, he's, he's down with us. So I don't know if you could bring the message back or maybe farm, farm, <laughs> the farm can get can put it back up there. He um, who's that again? I'm trying to his, his name is Jeff. Jeff. Yes. Jeff, Jeff. 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 Yes. So come on. What's up with that? I don't know what's going on. Why Jeff is getting grief or whatever. But Jeff is, uh, is Jeff is one of our boys. So please, you know, um, let him uh, make some comments here. Does he work? Uh, does he work with you guys at KG Made? Um, he does some of our distribution. So he actually used to have a place in Florida, and um, you know, not to get too personal, but he he lost his house in a hurricane last year. So mm -hmm. he moved up to Georgia. So he lives in North Georgia, about an hour from us now. And so yeah. he helps me with sales stuff. So like I'll move product through him in terms of like kind of a distributor. So I'm not doing direct sales and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Very cool. Who, who do you distribute through? Because I tell you what, I like your, I like some of your cans. They're pretty darn nice. We have actually haven't been able to get a distributor pick us up. What? What? Are you kidding me? Why not? Uh, so we we've been told. Well, we had a not to get in too much detail, but and to bash them publicly. But we had a really bad run in with Zonzer Shop, and I mean really bad. Oh. Um, so we don't we don't do anything with them. Um, and Allen Arms is really kind of the other big one, and we haven't really been big enough to kind of get on their radar. Um, now, Capital Armory is probably our biggest dealer. Who, who was that? You said Adams Arms? Allen. Allen Arms. 
Oh, sorry. Good. Okay. Alan, Alan, yeah. mm-hmm. Now, Capital mm-hmm. Armory is our biggest dealer in the U.S. They have probably the most product on hand, and they probably have pretty much everything we build. Um, mm. And uh, so they're, they're our biggest dealer, I'd say, per se. And they do do some distribution because they buy such quantity. Oh, okay. Um, but, Less than uh, a thousand for that SIG optic. Yeah, wow. that's what. So the fun. What? That's that's actually that's, <laughs> that's not what I was cheap. thinking Thanks in my brain. Farm, 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 farm. Yeah. Uh, by yeah, the way, I there. have. Go ahead. No, no, you're fine. I was just saying. Yeah, I was going to say I have like at least two, if not three lowers that say the farm firearms on there. Just, just want to let you guys know that <laughs> so, they know that. But yeah, um, it's yeah. three, not two. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, probably three. <laughs> I have um, one of the nine millimeter ones. I just I like how they made the nine millimeter lower. Mm-hmm. You know, they did some real cool stuff with it. So um, and I think those were billet lowers, too, because I've got two yeah. of them. I've got a five point six and a, and a nine mil. And I'm pretty sure those were billet lowers. They, yeah, I don't think there's nice. any more. Yeah, I don't think there's any more left out there. I think nope. uh, I probably got like like whatever was left in the last ones. And then I got um, I just like like even. You know, just that it says the farm on it. I like that. <laughs> it's different. So, yeah, I kind of, I kind of uh, collect lowers and things like that. Okay, so I don't know. Let's. Um, so you're talking about distributors and stuff like that. Um, what would be the other options for bigger distributors other than, let's say, like um, Silencer Shop? Is I mean, that pretty much is, the game? Who else, who, else, who else is big? You got Silencer Shop and you got Allen Arms. Oh, that's uh, it. I mean, okay. you got guys like you got bigger shops that can act as distributors you got guys like hansen brothers up in virginia you got capital armor you have mile house shooting out in, Cal- or in uh, colorado um you've got uh who's big daddy guns down in florida you've got i mean there's there's a lot of really big dealers that are actually moving to an almost distribution kind of level um mm-hmm. so the kind of the the error of the distributors is i don't know if it's if it's coming to an end or if it's slowing um, but there's definitely like from a manufacturing side, there seems to be a transition in the industry. So let me ask you on that note, cause, um, are you talking about big daddy unlimited? Well, just big daddy in general, oh, okay. like just John yeah. and those guys. And, and right. the big daddy unlimited thing is a, is a definitely a different way to do stuff. And it, it's been interesting seeing him, you know, it seems to do pretty well with it. Hmm. Um, yeah. So well, I was going to ask you if your if your suppressors are on there. Um, they've got a couple of our things. We actually are about to launch some stuff with them. Um, we've got one or two exclusive stuff that we're actually going to build specifically for them. Oh, very cool. Okay, yeah. don't like don't let the cat out of the bag. Uh, yeah, but, but I've, like been that. With John, I've been working with John for a while actually <laughs> uh, on developing some stuff that we can bring to the market for his. Uh, for his platform. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know John's a big fan uh, of you guys. So that's cool. It would be cool to see it. So for anyone out there that's already part of Big Daddy Unlimited, you know, you might be, you, you're you going to be able to, um, you said there's a couple already there. Um, no, no, nothing in the Big Daddy Unlimited. Now he has some stuff, our stuff in the store. Okay. The Big Daddy Unlimited stuff. Uh, I don't know if I want to give too much away. I know we're going to try to launch at least one thing by the end of this year. Yeah, and maybe the other thing a little bit later actually, but we have multiple projects that we're working on with them. Yeah, stay yeah. tuned. Get stay up on tuned. the Big Daddy Unlimited. Yeah. There's a link in the description right here. It's like 99 cents for the first month. 
and then it's like you know ten. It's an interesting concept, and and it's been pretty cool seeing him grow it. Um, it's just a different way of thinking, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it seems to be a way a lot of people are going. Um, yeah, we need to think differently in our industry, man. <laughs> you know, we've, we've, been doing, we've been doing stuff the same way for 30, 40 years. Yeah. Um, we, you know, it's sorry. about time for us to wake up before it's too late. Look at what like Shopify did recently, right? Yeah. You know, so and there's more of that coming, my friends. Oh, no, no. I have I've been through three credit card suppliers in two and a half years. Because I've had the last two randomly just drop us. Because they're like, oh, by the way, you're, we found out you do firearms. I'm like, really? Because it says firearms in our company description when we filled out the paperwork and we started the account. So yeah. all of a sudden, you cut our account. Oh, yeah. It's been, it's been, and these, these are big, big. I've been using credit. EMS. They've been doing pretty good for me, haven't? But I probably don't have the same volume that you do. Yeah. Is it EMS? Echo, yeah. Michael, Sam? Yeah, I'll look them okay. up. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, we really we need we really need to start having our own ecosystem. That's what I'm trying to tell people with everything. We need to have whatever it is that they can mess with us on. You know, we need to have our own Facebook, our own Instagram, our own Twitter, our own YouTube, our own ways of paying and buying stuff and doing all of these things because it's uh, this is like uh, you know this is an organized attack on us and we're going to see it. So. Um, and one of the things, uh, speaking of that, like, you know, I, and with the politics of suppressors, man, especially what happened in the whole industry when everyone decided that they weren't going to buy a suppressor because they were coming off the NFA. How did that affect you guys? Because everyone was waiting for HPA. Yeah. The Hair <laughs> Protection Act. Yes. Yes. So it definitely put a ginormous hurt on the industry. I mean, we 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 definitely felt it. I, I don't know a manufacturer that didn't feel it, and if they did, they're probably lying to you. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a big, big hit. It was a rush. So it was a rush of surge to fit right before forty one F. So a lot of stock got depleted, and then all of a sudden it's just dead. So um, you know, we had other industrial work. We were we were still a job machine shop. So I mean, we. We squeaked by. If we were just relying on suppressor income, we'd have been gone. I mean, that's just the wholehearted truth. Like we were, we were not moving cans just because literally people weren't buying. If they were buying, they were buying it below what it actually cost you to make it. So you were better off not even selling it. You better just leaving it on the shelf. Hmm. So um, okay, yeah, we, we 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 weathered the storm. We made it through. We we learned lessons of you know where to keep money. We, we had a bunch of, we actually downsized a lot of our machinery. Um, we had, I mean, at one point in time, we were like eight employees deep, like running two shifts with brand new machines. I mean, we had lots of machine payments and all kinds of stuff like that. We've kind of, we scaled a lot of that stuff down and became a lot smarter with how we buy machines and how we keep our infrastructure in terms of what material we keep on hand, how much stock we have, all that kind of stuff like that, just because of stuff like that. So we definitely see a resurgence, but we definitely learned from that kind of, you know, all right, well, what if this happens again kind of thing? Um, you mm-hmm. know, we, we want to be prepared so that we're not just going to fold the doors and leave all of our customers hanging that bought our product, you know, a year and a half, two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, but yeah, it, it, it definitely put a hurt on everyone. Um, we just, we wanted to be as smart as possible about it. We trimmed down a lot. We became real lean and, uh, we're, we're slowly building back up. And like, I just ordered another new machine yesterday, actually. 
Okay. Yeah. Did you, did you guys have a little bit of an edge, you know, based on the fact that you're doing things differently than um, what everyone else is doing? Yes and no. Other than, yeah, because the people that were going to buy our stuff were going to buy our stuff anyway, mm -hmm. because we were in such small niche market kind of stuff. So, you know, we weren't selling five, five, six cans. We weren't selling, you know, nine mil cans, like dedicated nine mil pistol cans. So, you know, we weren't hit with the brunt of the drop off. But, you know, at the same time, when a lot of that happened, we only had like two or three products. So we weren't relying 100 percent on the income anyway. Um, so it was just we just kind of made some transitions and put our money in the places that kept uh, kept us open and kept us kept us going and just played smart business for, you know, weather the storm. And, and I definitely see it coming back. Uh, we're, I mean, it's weekly. We're having dealer inquiries and, you know, other yeah, businesses. Suppressor sales have picked up. Yeah. People are yeah, starting to buy. Sitting on the yeah. shelf and we, cause we just buy, we buy direct and hold yep. and they were moving and then nothing. And yep. so we dropped prices to move cans. And then now we get them. Now they're coming back in and asking, "Hey, we want this, want that." We know whatever the case may be, it's picking back yeah. up. It's doing pretty good. I, okay. I think people are tired of waiting. I think people, even the average suppressor owners, like, "Yeah, this is not happening." Doesn't matter how many other people tell me, but they have to realize it on their own and say, "Hey, this is not going to happen. I'm just going to go ahead and buy." Yeah, if you don't realize it's not going to happen yet. Yeah, you're behind the curve, bro. <laughs> here's, here's your wake up call. Yeah, Arizona for you. <laughs> yeah, they invented if you if you're still waiting, just so you know, like the news flash, they invented this thing called fire. <laughs> if, you're still, if you're still waiting out there, so um, this is a question for both of you guys. Maybe Trey can jump in on this one first. What do you guys think now about the Herring Protection Act? Where are you with that? Have you given up on it? What do you think about it? I'm not waiting. Person. I'm just buying cans. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We're we're past it, and with all the stuff that we're dealing with now, I don't think it's going to pass. And and you know everything going on and voting and all this stuff. I think that all these politicians will sit back and watch and not rock the boat, not mess with anything. Okay. Kyle, it's, I think it's as much as I. It, it's weird. It's kind of a you know as a manufacturer, I would love it to pass. Um, but it's a very, there's a lot of turmoil going on and, you know, the NFA stuff draws a lot of attention, good or bad. And it's one of those, we have to pick our battles right now. And, uh, it's, I, I, I think there's just, there's too much false information and negativity out there to, to try to push something like that right now. Well, and you know, a lot of states are passing hunting with suppressors. That's very they common are. right now. Mm -hmm. it is. So that's an, at least that's a step in the right direction. Maybe more people own suppressors and hunt with them. Eventually down the road, they go, hey, what's the deal? I can get a suppressor. I got to wait. But, you know, the majority of the people that own them are either hunting with them or doing something along those lines. Yeah. You know, they are use, They are useful. You know, before it was an assassin's tool. No, it was not. I mean, get out of here. We hear all sorts of crap. And yeah. then now it's become a hunting tool. A lot of people are hunting and go, Hey, I don't want to wear hearing protection. I don't want to blow my eardrums out with my third 308. I'll mm -hmm. go buy a can and go hunt yeah. with it. And that's very legal. That's illegal. I think it's, you might correct me, Colin. I think there's 28 or 30 states that are legal with suppressors now for hunting. It might be more than that. I think one or two got picked up over the summer. I mean, it's, it's one of those where it's, it's becoming the, the suppressor game. I think is a long-term game. I think yeah. it's a, we have to play our cards, right? We have to, we have to just play the long game. 
We have to take the little wins that we can and we just keep pushing forward. That's it. Like, mm -hmm. just don't stop. Keep pushing forward. Keep moving. Keep pressure. And then just let it build, let it build, let it build to where they are, you know, every, um, you know, every legal state is, oh, you can help them. Yeah. And, and if then you, you have a lot more. million hunters saying, hey, let's change this, then you, exactly. have, a, you have a striving force. Yeah. Exactly. I think the more people that understand that even most um, – Suppressors aren't going to completely suppress the sound like what you see in movies with everything. Oh, they think you're going to run in there in the house and be shooting everybody with it, and nobody hears anything. It's I hear it all. It's just crazy. I'm like, it does make noise. Sorry, I hate yeah. to tell you, it makes a lot of noise. You still, car. yeah, you still need even with suppressors. In most cases, you still need some kind of hearing. I wouldn't just leave my ears out there, especially if I was doing a lot of shooting. It does make it more. Uh, it makes it easier for you because it gives another layer to, to protecting your ears, which you can literally not rebuild your hearing. <laughs> you know, it doesn't grow back or anything like that. And I don't oh, think no, people realize not. that. <laughs> yeah. And it's a lot better for your neighbors, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I think what we need is more people doing it. And I think if uh, one of the things that's going to happen that I don't know if people realize this, but if you're not supporting the suppressor market, you know, then you have less advocates out there for suppressors. Well, yeah. and, you know, like Nico Ghost, he said, I don't want to be in a government registry. Well, hate to tell you, if you bought ammo with a credit card, you're on. They got you. They know they know you're doing something. You bought gun oil. They're not stupid. They know you did something. Get your can. I love shooting my cans. I shoot them. I can shoot. I don't get any headaches. I don't get blast over pressure. I get all it does. It does wonders. In fact, people will shoot ported guns near me. I I, I move. It's just yeah. too much. Mm -hmm. Cans, cans, cans. I shoot almost all cans all the time. Love it. Yeah. If you've yeah. ever got, if you've ever been to an all suppressor shoot, which I have at Aries, um, the uh, was that the that was the Silencer Co. thing, right, Trey? Uh, yeah, Silencer Co. And then I had the NFA review also. Yeah, that is so awesome. <laughs> like an all suppressor shoot is like a dream. You can actually be there talking to people and hear yourself having a conversation and dudes are enjoying freedom at the same time. So, yep. yeah, it's I would good. like to see that world. I dream of a world where one day everybody has a can. <laughs> and it's one of those things, too, that we, we, we get. I mean, we do demos, you know, frequently with people that have never shot suppressed. I mean, people that have been shooting their entire life have never shot suppressed and they don't understand until they shoot it. And then you see this light bulb go off in their head. They're like, oh, this is what everyone's what? talking about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and, and then they buy five. Exactly. Yeah, they're like, oh, I'm only going to buy one. I'm like, no, 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 you don't I understand. got 12 and yeah. I'm already looking for like two or three more. Yeah, so you, you buy one and you're like, oh, I'm just going to have the one multi-cow can. You're like, oh, no, no, I'm going to have this. And then you get to the point where you're like, I want a can for every single gun I own because I refuse to shoot suppressed. Like, I don't even go to that many public ranges anymore, honestly, because, you know, shooting suppressed. And then if I lay down next to a guy with a 300 wind mag with a brake on it, that's it. Like, <laughs> can't do He's it. He's beating like, you to death. He's oh, beating yeah, you to death. Just the concussion will give you a headache within one or two rounds. Yeah. Not to mention like tinnitus and all those kinds of things, which I have, you know, oh, probably yeah. a lot of us have that, you know, it, it's, this is, this, I'm not, we're not making this up. It really is a health um, issue here. So 
Where do you suggest, both of you guys can weigh in on this, whichever one of you wants to start, where do you suggest people start with suppressors and then maybe discuss a little bit the uh, DJ's going, he's liking, he's liking looking at himself too much on camera. That's the problem. That's the problem going on with DJ. Every time DJ comes up there and he sees himself, he's like, wait a second. You know, there's too much good looking. Now you can't get him. Good night, Hank. Good night. See ya. (laughs) Bye, DJ. Yeah. You're gonna have trouble on you. You better get him a YouTube channel. <laughs> he needs one. He does all sorts of stuff. It's pretty cool, actually. He yeah. he's a shooter, also. He likes oh, my cool. 308. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, you should get him a YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah, it's all that helicopter shooting with me, aerial gunnery stuff, and what uh, I fly. So he's been flying in the airplane. He's been scalloping. He's done all sorts of stuff. Oh, that kid's balling at a I, young age. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be like the Elvis of guns, man. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. So where do you guys suggest like people start with a suppressor, like entry level, you know, gateway drug to suppressors? And what like what prices and things like costs and stuff like that are associated with suppressors? So I don't know who wants to jump in on this. Um, So, again, the easiest one is always 22. Um, It just because it is it's it shows the most effectiveness of what suppressed shooting can do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the cheap, they're usually the cheapest cans. It's the cheapest ammo. It's the, the, it's the way to stick your toe in the water and say, Hey, do I really want to shoot suppressed? And that's normally everyone says 22 is your gateway drug. Well, it is, it is oh, yeah. one of those things. <laughs> I mean, now granted we have plenty of customers that their first can was our 30 cal can to put on their three, 30 odd. I started out with 22. He's absolutely yeah. correct, 100%. It's the mm-hmm. easiest one to get into the paperwork and figure out what you are getting into. And yeah. it's, the, it's the cheapest one. I mean, if, if you're lucky, you can – let me see. What's the, I think I've seen um, 22 cans for like around 200 bucks. You got yeah, it. that's correct. Yeah. You, you, it's, it's, now, the, um, you're going to have to pay the, the uh, tax stamp on that, which is also 200 bucks. Yeah. And you're going to have to wait. But I think it is an entryway because once you do that and you put that – 22 on something and you start shooting it you're like oh wait a second this, 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 i get it yeah and, and that's yeah. that's the other thing too is is you know you may not like or you may have you know misconstrued things about going and say i'm going to go buy a 556 can but think i can shoot my 10 inch ar with no earplugs all day long and then you get disappointed when you get your can you wait nine months pay 200 dollars plus a seven eight hundred dollar can and you go out and you're pissed uh, so I think it's definitely a good way if you don't get educated. I think it's a good way to kind of step in. Again, it's like you said, it's the cheapest. It's the easiest way to see if this is what you want to do. Now, I have yet to meet a person that has started with 22s and not gone up from there. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. but usually they know, get the 5.56 five, can next, and then they get the 30 cal. And then they get 9 mil and start nine with a pistol. 45. I got a shotgun eight. one. I mean, you, it's well, then you move yeah, into a I'm, I'm a silencer whore. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nico, Nico Ghost Gunner says 400 is doable. And see, that's how it gets you right there. And it is doable. And, and is that's, doable. That, that's the way you have to look at it. I had a sparrow also. Mm hmm. Yeah, you you have to you have to look at it. There's lots of good 22 companies out there. I mean, like we we, we have a 22 can, we have 22 integrals. It's what a lot of companies. There is a lot of, and when you get into 22, 
I mean, you, you're talking there's 10 companies that are within two decibels of each other. I mean, there's some that are a little quieter than others or that have a little more accurate than others. But for the most part, a decent 22 can is going to be hearing safe for your five-year-old kid to shoot in the backyard all day long. That's yeah, the, yeah the, farm fire, the farm firearm says, which is true, 22 LR is as close to Hollywood quiet as you could get. Yeah, he's correct. I yeah. agree. That's the closest you can hear the action moving on the on the gun more than you hear the can going off. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, and I think this whole thing that people get from Hollywood comes from uh, the special operator guys, right? Like Navy SEALs that had twenty twos, um, and and they use that to like sneak up right on top of someone. And well, they've been doing that since like World War Two. I mean, cans have been around for a very long time, but they were all built within the military constraints or whatever. My friend was in Vietnam. They use twenty two cans and sit on trails and wait for guys to come down the trail, work the yep. backside of the, the team. He'd tell me all sorts of stories. They had cans back then. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. Yep. I've got a yeah. suppressor book from the Army from the 60s. I mean, well, that's they, what I was going to say. What's the oldest suppressors? We're like, well, I mean, uh, the Maxim was in early 1900s. Um, and then you had an evolution of cans in the 20s and 30s where they tried to go up in caliber to, you know, the 45 and try to silence some of the, you know, the. I mean, there was – there's there's photos floating around of you know cans on Tommy guns and stuff like that and and all that kind of stuff. So you know so but stens were suppressed. Yes, yes, stens. Yeah, that's true. I'm guilty. We we have one, and I absolutely love that thing. Oh, it's so easy to shoot. So I don't, I don't, I don't care. Like we have a decent amount of machine guns, not a ton. Hands down, if I have to only, if I had to get rid of every machine gun, I would keep the sten. 100%. We have a yeah. stand mark too. It always shoots. It'll shoot anything. You can put shoot anything and it always shoots. It always mm-hmm. shoots. It's very slow. Like ours is full auto. Very slow cyclic rate. So it's super controllable. Anyone can shoot it. And it will, if the, if the round will go off, it will fire it. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, I, I am a huge fan of stand guns. What do you think about the, um, the, the MP5 that, uh, that has a that has an integral suppressor in yeah. it, right? Uh depends on what model they do make an integral. They make a three lug also. Yeah. So Those like my, cool. yeah, so like my MP5 just has a three lug barrel on it. Mm-hmm. Um, now the integral one from HK was the MP5 SD, which was the ported barrel used to drop subsonic velocity or subsonic ammo down to or supersonic ammo down to subsonic. Um, you don't see as much of those, but I mean, there's still a lot of police agencies, police a lot lot still use that gun and they're 20 years old and 30 years old and falling apart and you know they're hobbling guns together but they still work i mean it's a roller delay blowback so when you talk in suppressed shooting you do not get any quieter than roller delayed short of sort of like bolt action so for a semi-auto application roller delayed blowback which is the mp5s and stuff like that you don't get any quieter yeah those are those are so cool so cool. So I love my MP5. I just got one recently and I am, I am truly hooked. I've had, I have other roller lock guns as well, but, um, but yeah, MP5 is awesome. Um, and fun stuff like that. But I mean, you gotta think, you know, military has been playing with suppressors since world war one. Yeah. So, well, that's what, um, so I don't know. Brian quick says if Beretta is the world's oldest firearms company, I would speculate that silencers were around before Maxim. Um, I don't, I don't know. I, I know Maxim gets the credit for the first suppressors, right? Because he, um, they, they came up. The Maxim family came up with mufflers, I think, well, so and then Max, yeah. So Maxim's family was a muffler design and manufacturing company. So he gets credit for the first patent 
for a, for a firearm suppressor. That's not to say that there wasn't mm-hmm. someone before him or whatever like that. But mm-hmm. uh, I mean, you, you got to think like, you know, even back in civil war, um, you know, soldiers would, you could put a pillow over the end of a, a you know, a pistol and go in and shoot someone in the house. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's the same kind of like people have been trying to suppress weapons since gunpowder, you know, <laughs> you know, so yeah. uh, yes, no, I mean, Maxim, Maxim's <laughs> given credit with the first patent, but that's, right. That's yeah. really about, I'd say, the extent of that. You know, there's, I'm, sh- I, I would be highly, highly surprised if there was nothing before him. Yeah, when, from the time guns went bang, people were like, wait a second, <laughs> yeah. can we make, make that bang quieter? Yeah, can we bang away? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think, I think right now, I don't think it's the future. I think it's what we were going to get if we didn't get the whole like uh, suppressageddon or whatever that happened. Um, I think integrally suppressed barrels are the thing. Wait, wait, what do you guys think about that? People, everyone thinks I'm crazy because I think integral. No, no, I, I, I like integrals, but I'm also kind of odd and weird. Like the slogan of our company is purpose built. So like mm-hmm. we, we don't build the everyday kind of run the mill stuff. So like I, I like a specific tool for a specific application. Like I have no problem having a gun that is integrally suppressed so that it is dedicated, suppressed all the time. I guess it really just depends on how you're using it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm running my long gun, I'm running it on the end. I'm not running an integrally suppressed gun because I want to pick up the extra length on my barrel. Yeah. You know, it just depends on what you're using it for, I guess. I mean, it really just depends on you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So application you, based. Yeah, application. So where so where do you think applications make sense for integrally suppressed and where do you think they don't? Um, I think they make sense in terms of a utilitarian kind of aspect, um, but they don't make sense in terms of versatility. If that does that make sense? Okay. So, like, w- once you do an integrally suppressed gun, you are tied to that system. Yep. You know, so if you have an integrally suppressed upper, that upper is integrally suppressed, and that's about and it. That's sort it. of, sort of cutting the can off, and then you have an SPR and whatever like that, but. You know, for the most part, you are running a dedicated setup. And that's why a lot of guys who run, you know, integrally suppressed uppers, if they do, if they can't run suppressed, they'll have a completely separate upper. So that is your biggest limitation in integral is you have so much more hardware associated with it because it is integral. Whereas a thread on can, you can have a standard gun and just. Integrally suppressed is not as easy to get off either. It's on there. And he's 100 percent correct on that. Yeah it's, yeah, it's more work. There's usually more machining, more parts, um, but they serve the find the gun, the stock, everything else. Yep, handguard, yeah. gas system, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So let me ask you this then: uh, Do you have problems also going over state lines and stuff like that with it? So, for example, you can't take it into to certain states. Well, or you can if work? you're a manufacturer for doing demos for states. Uh, t- Taking another state, I need an ATF letter basically a permission from the atf to transport out the state if you're not a manufacturer if you're not a manufacturer so oh, okay. if i'm going to show my scan off to atlanta police department i can drive up there because i have uh, authorization from them to transport that yeah. farm over state line same thing for the class the machine guns is the same way also so for the general public then you're also limiting where you can go with that gun yeah, right? if you're stuck in the state but that also includes sbrs too yep okay yeah, okay. you're trapped. So that's why the arm brace have become popular because I don't need a class, I don't need permission from the ATF 
or the NFA or whatever you want to call it, sorry, to transport mm-hmm. over state lines because I have an arm brace. So I can transport out state no anytime I want with the arm brace. Whereas my SBR shotgun or my SBS shotgun, I guess where it's not going out of the state unless I have permission to show it off. To the law <laughs> okay. And there's, yeah. and, and there's an actual form that you send the ATF to notify them. Uh, it's 55 something, something, 53 yeah. something. You've gone full dark, by the way. I mean, I'm, I'm dark, but you've gone full. Hold on. That's his yeah. tan. That's his Georgia <laughs> tan. <laughs> yeah, okay. Sure. <laughs> there I you mean, go. See, I, people want to see that lot, handsome. I am a lot darker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> people um, want to see that handsome mug. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I cut you off there. No, no, no. Hold on. Opt out of gun control. I'm not aware of them changing it. They might have, but I'm, I've never seen anything that changed the uh, transport out of the states. So if you know something I don't, please show me. Yeah, opt out of gun control says um, never go Kyle. He says I thought they uh, changed the ruling on suppressors going over state lines. Yeah, and bricks and bricks says never go full dark. <laughs> <laughs> they actually might not did go make back. an adapter for a Canaan oil filter to go on suppressed. They're not that good. They blow them out pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. Is is far and I, I may be speaking out on this. As far as I know, suppressors are not actually classified. For um, it's the adapter. Yeah. No, no, no. no. I'm talking about just for transport over state lines. Oh, transport port. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so you're um, saying that you don't have to get in touch with them, or you don't have to get permission, man, or you do? I should yeah. know this, but I'm a manufacturer, yeah. so I don't, I don't yeah. have to abide by them. So I, I honestly don't remember, but I, yeah. I, I could have sworn. Yeah, I do. I, I'm a dealer, and I do demos, so we don't yeah. really deal with it much. But yeah. As, Last time we checked, there's a safe way to say it. There is. You had to you had to have permission from the ATF to transport any class three out of a state that you were authorized to have it in. So obviously I'm in Florida. So my class personal class three is Florida. That's it. Uh, to leave, I need their their permission to leave. Yeah, yeah. he's saying it through the pants is saying the same thing. All NFA suppressors, machine guns, and short barrel shotguns and rifles. Now as dealers, we're different. We get permission to leave to go to departments to do demonstrations, a regular, regular guy. No, absolutely not. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, my understanding is requesting that letter is not super difficult, right? You just, no, it's actually, yeah, a yeah, yeah. It's, not, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. it's yeah. just a process. They just want to know it's leaving. They, it's not a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. And then it lasts. I've never seen anybody deny We'll put it that way. Yeah. And then it just, what, how long does it last? Like for the year? You, you tell them. Oh, okay. Yeah, you say, hey, I'm traveling to these states, you know, barring them being suppressor legal states. Um, I'm traveling to these states from this state to this state. Like they, they just want to know, hey, if you get pulled over and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, you're it not, does not different. Yeah, there is no difference between integral and removable. It's just a can. So if you leave the state with integral, it doesn't matter. You it's have to have their permission. It's a suppressor. That's all they want to hear. Yeah, they have destructive um, so, ice. Yeah, all that stuff. Any NFA item cannot leave the state as registered in without permission of ATF. Yep. Period. End of subject. Unless he's taking a demo can over to Tennessee to show off to the Chattanooga police SWAT team, then he can legally leave the state because he's automatically exempt from that. But that's because he's a dealer and he still has to carry his paperwork. He can't just be roll out like, Hey, today I'm going to take my machine gun to Chattanooga. No, he's got, he's got a letter from the law enforcement agency and he's got all his paperwork. I mean, we still have to file. We have to be in compliance too. 
Yeah. So um, Kiaski says from the ATF webpage, and I'm reading this because, uh, you know, there's a bunch of stuff going on. So I'm not looking it up. Oh, I always suggest people look up stuff themselves. The form is he says the form is used to obtain permission to temporarily or permanently yeah. move your registered NFA machine gun, short barreled rifle or shotgun or destructive device interstate. So they don't necessarily talk about it. Florida gun says uh, the ATF does not. Yeah, the ATF does not require this prior uh, authorization for a suppressor. While the prior authorization uh, from the ATF is not required, we still do recommend obtaining an approved Form 20 from the ATF for suppressors before crossing state lines. And you probably want to have like whatever paperwork you have goes along with that. Because guess what? Just like we're having this conversation about it, that police officer you're going to yep. run into. And he don't know <laughs> any better either. No, because, you know, and, and what start, you could you could be correct. Like I said, I'm a dealer. We have all the paperwork for the transporting. I don't really deal with personal cans going across line. I don't take my personal items out of state. So, you know, you darn well could be correct. They could have changed that recently, and I'm not aware of it. Yeah. And uh, Wet Start Johnny Songbird, uh, the, the awesome name, uh, says you don't need a p- paperwork to take a suppressor at AOW across state lines. So, and then Brian Quick says, yeah, cops don't know the NFA laws. You need to know the laws. You need to make sure yep. before you do it, make sure that you're going to be okay. Spend your time looking up all this stuff. Like I was in California. I, I did this road trip, which we started at Aries. And we went all the way out to California and I had my Glock 43 on me. I took it all the way out there. Before I went, I looked it up many different places, confirmed. When, before we crossed into California, I uh, locked that thing up in a lockbox and I put it in the trunk of my car and all that kind of stuff. You want to look up this stuff before you do it, because as, as Trey and Kyle are saying, they're manufacturers. They don't need they don't need to do it. So they're not like pretending to be experts on that, um, you know. And so, but is- I, I do. I do have a travel binder that I travel with. So it's got my FFL, my SOT. Uh, I keep a log of just what I have with me, you know, say this is everything. This is registered to the company, registered to the SOT. Um, and then um, depending on how many rifles or guns I take, sometimes I'll log, uh, I'll, I'll log all the rifles with me as well. Um, mm-hmm. I'm traveling in state lines. I'll just do the, the NFA stuff. But uh, I do keep a log and I keep because I have been asked before and, and 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 even most of the police I've ever talked to about it, even on, a, um, I guess, a on a casual level, most of them don't know NFA law at all. You know, Brian they, they, Quick yeah. has a question for you, Kyle. What yeah, is the yeah. toughest material you can make a silencer out of? Regardless of price. Regardless of Diamonds. price. Diamonds. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> if you, well, you have to define toughness, though. You have abrasion or hardness. You talk hardness, you're talking tungsten carbide. That's man-made. Either man-made tungsten carbide or man-made diamond. Now, in terms of a machinable material, I would say some sort of either cobalt alloy, um, like a stellite, or and even then, stellite's not really that machinable. You have to machine it with ceramics, um, or uh, an inconel cobalt hybrid, high nickel alloy, straight nickel. I mean, um, those are some pretty seriously, uh, seriously. Um, strong and very, very abrasion and corrosion resistant uh, materials. Yeah. And what's the, what's the toughest stuff that you can affordably. <laughs> um, 
So I would say like Inconel is not bad, um, you know, but an all Inconel can is going to be over a thousand dollar can. It just is just Inconel is expensive. Now I'd say, you know, most of the, most of the manufacturers on the market, even ourselves and we're working on some other stuff. Um, you run maybe like an Inconel blast baffle and then you'll run stainless baffles uh, through the rest of the can. Uh, to try to keep costs down because your blast baffle is what sees the majority of your fire, majority of your blast. Mm-hmm. So it's, it, I would say stainless majority, but you know, you can build cans on any canal. Vibranium. All right, Derek. Yeah. <laughs> we ain't in Wakanda now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Un- un- unobtainium. Yeah. yeah. Unobtainium. So, so anyways, the- back, back to our original question. I'm sorry I didn't interrupt you, Kyle, mm-hmm. earlier. No, I, this is what I tell people. When you fly... Go to the TSA website, confirm what you how you fly. When you transport your can or we are in a item, go to the ATF website and confirm what it is because they're right. It's different. We get different answers. If you have a statute in front of you and you know what it is, then at least you know you're legal. Uh, I mean, and we are all we all deal with this on a regular basis. And, you know, we have different conflicting answers. Go to the go to the NFA website when you transport your can and confirm that you're legal allowed to transport it. Do not take a chance. They will arrest you. And you will not get your can back and they will pull all your permits and you will lose everything. They don't play, man. It's a serious deal. They don't mess around. So yeah. the, the other note to that is when you fly. <laughs> I know Wakanda isn't real. <laughs> uh, when, when, you, when, you, when you fly, it is by the airline. So yep. every airline has different, um, like when we fly with cans or we fly with full auto stuff or anything like that, every single airline has a different way that they handle stuff because per the ATF, you have to tell them. You have to go through TSA, but every airline handles it differently. So and they have the right to refusal. They can just refuse. 100 percent. They can tell you, yeah, we're not, we're not refunding. Sorry, have a nice day. Yep, they can do it. That is yeah. that is full within their legal rights. That's why code. I tell people, don't piss off the airline when you go there with gun, acting like I can do this and do that. No, they just say you're not flying and have a nice day, and you're done. That and mm-hmm. then if they blacklist you, you're never flying again. Yep, they can do it too. I've seen it. Seen <laughs> well, it yeah. And also a watchdog <laughs> says uh, that's assuming suppressors are even legal in the state you're traveling to. Bingo. Yeah, that's correct. Need to make sure of that because as these guys said, it's something between uh, 28 to 30 states should, out there. So that's horrible. <laughs> yeah. So uh, maybe you can look it up for us real quick. I'm trying yeah. to see. Yeah, it I could think be Brian quick. 38. It's probably all the concealed carry states that are legal for most people to conceal carry last time I remember checking and then they did pick up some more. He's right there. Picked up quite a few more, few for hunting. 42, 42. Yeah. That, so there is wow, quite a 42 bit states. Then. That's yeah. Better than we thought, but still not California and not New York. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not, not Hawaii, not, not Jersey, not Delaware, Rhode Island or Massachusetts. Or yeah. Illinois. Yeah. I just heard about a guy moving to uh, Hawaii that had a bunch of really nice, uh, um, SBR suppressors, things like that. He had to go sell them all fire sale to go to Hawaii. I don't know why he wants to go to Hawaii. Okay, so there is a good question. When you fly, don't ever fly through New York with a farm or any other farm accessories. So that's not true, actually. Um, I flew into Washington, D.C. with my sidearm, and guess what? I used the federal transport statute to transport my farm through that state legally, the way we talked about, Hank, into Virginia. I didn't stay in Washington, D.C. I just landed in Ronald Reagan. You can go through these states legally. You just can't loiter in these states. That's what they're. That's what the federal transport statute does not allow you to do. 
Mm-hmm. And that's how I was able to go into California. If you're going yep. through and coming out, yep. you know, now do they arrest people? Does that happen? Hell yeah. Yep. You know, what you need to do is survive that arrest. That's what I'm always trying to tell people. <laughs> you know, when you get when you're dealing with police officers, like try to calm yourself down, try to be respectful, try to survive. Okay, it's better to survive even if they lock you up or something like that. And you're in prison, you're retrievable. If something bad happens that that's non-retrievable for you, that's like really horrible for your family. And then you get a lawyer and whatever, do whatever else you need to do to handle those things. Hopefully it doesn't become I know there's all the horror stories where things happen to people. And that's unfortunate. Those things should not happen. But they do. Yeah, well, but in a lot of horror stories, first thing that happens is they're not in compliance with the law. Yeah. Chick had her concealed. She had her pistol thrown in the glove compartment locked and she was driving through New York, got pulled over and got caught. Well, you're not in compliance with the law. You got arrested and you didn't check the law. So you need to yeah. check it. Now, here's 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 the other side. No, not the other side, but uh, something to add along to that, too. Is, goes, so. it, it's it's all your attitude as well. Like, I mean, I've, yep. I, I've been pulled over for like the, my turn signal bulb went out and we were in a roll road. You know, I had three machine guns, and like a thousand rounds of ammo and two suppressors in the trunk. So the first thing oh, I tell you, rolling light. Yeah. Rolling light. Yeah. It was, it was a light day. We were just playing. Um, but it was the same thing is, is how you act. Like if you start off with an attitude, like if you, if you say, you know, Oh, I have this or I have tax stamps and the officer says, Oh, well, you know, can I see them legally? Your tax stamp is a, is a tax federal document. issued document is it yeah they act technically if you get technical it's yeah. only atf agents that are allowed to or fbi a federal yeah. agent can look at your document but the, pissing off the police off on the side road is gonna get you arrested and then you're gonna talk to the atf anyways well that's yeah, yeah that, that's that's where i was going with it is Technically, they can't look at it, but they sure can hold you until someone shows oh, up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they will, and they will do that. But it's one of those. It's how you act. Like if you have a bunch of that stuff, and you say, hey, this is what I have in the car. You know, here's my paperwork. I'm not I'm trying to be compliant. Ninety nine percent of the time, most of them are going to stand on the right side of the road and you're going to you're going to talk stories for 20. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. They ask us questions about the machine guns, about the silencers. They're yeah. usually pretty cool. And they don't even write you a ticket. They just send nope. you on your way. Yep. You know? I, I could so, tell you this. I could tell you this uh, from this is from my point of view. I know I have been totally like 100 percent in the wrong in situations in my life and been approached by police officers. And it's all how you know how to talk to them. And if you 100%. just if you're respectful, you know how to talk to that person and you don't set off any alarms with them, then they don't go, hey, get out of the car. All right. Let me, you know, search you and all that. And you stay out yeah, of trouble. Let me find your twenty thousand dollars with your uh, <laughs> girlfriend in Miami with all these guns. <laughs> oh, yeah. I cut you off, though. That's why you pulled me over. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, do that. not cut off the do remember not that? cut off the popo. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I cut you yeah. off, but my yeah. bad. Yeah. You can, you can get away with cutting off a lot of people. Don't cut off the popo. Yeah, don't cut off the popo. Yeah, does it, that does not work. <laughs> um, and then uh, Key Askey had a good question here, I think. Um, I know that maybe there's people who know the answer to this, but it's a good thing for us to cover. How do you get into being an FFL? In other words, did they work at stores prior, military, police background, or just yes. jump into it? Yes. Yes. Every one of them is yes. Prior military, I worked at a stores, class three. I dealt with class three. 
and then you just, you know, you kind of know the ropes. But even if you don't know the ropes, my friend didn't know anything about it, started a business. You can find mm-hmm. all this information. I do recommend if you're going to get into class three or FFL stuff, get an attorney that deals with it and allow him to help you navigate the paperwork because it can be very confusing if you don't know what you're looking at when you say the same thing, Kyle. So actually from the business side, we're exactly the opposite. I'm not prior police. I'm not prior military. Um, I personally didn't own any suppressors. Now my lead machinist did. So I did have an NFA kind of guide through a lot of our stuff, but me personally, no, we had, we had no experience. I've never worked at a gun store. Um, I just been around them my whole life. I did a bunch of research online. Uh, he personally had suppressors. We have a really good NFA lawyer here in Georgia. Um, and so we went and asked questions. We asked every single question. We asked to walk through how you do this, this, we did our homework and we, we follow the rules. That's, that's it. I mean, it's, yeah. Do you ever bring it up to the cops if it's in the trunk? Uh, depends on the state under certain state statutes. I'm not required to inform the officer that I have firearms, but if he asks, I do not lie to him. If he goes, sir, do you have a firearm on you? Yes, sir, I have XXX. It's in my truck. I have paperwork right here. If he just says, I'm giving you license registration, that's what he gets. Cops are just human beings like everybody else. You're darn right. I did a whole charity event for police officers. We support them 120% every day, all the time. Mm -hmm. Same here. I echo that. Um, You know, they are like everyone else. And there's some of them that do wrong things, do bad things, just like like we do bad things. And there's just some rotten apples and all that kind of stuff. But for the most part, these are people that are doing a job that um, at least on a a, like a local level, someone's we're asking them to do the job. Right. They're doing it. We're asking them to do it. You know, just. (laughs) Just like you would go to the doctor's office or anywhere else, you should be nice to people that are doing things for you. I hear this from Lola all the time. You know, she's a pharmacist and she deals with people. People get pissy. I understand, you know, especially when you're sick and stuff like that. But be nice to people that serve you. You yes. know, this that goes a long that way in life. He's been in a high speed pursuit. Now he's back on the street the next day or whatever. And, you know, he's amped up. And then you're acting like a jerk. Come on, you kind of get what you deserve. Sorry, give the guy a break. He's de- if you weren't speeding, you wouldn't have got pulled over. End of subject. Yeah. yeah. Or, or, or you don't know, he could have lost his partner yesterday yeah. or two days ago, or he could have watched the guy in the squad car next to him you know, get get shot yeah. or something like that. You have no idea what a human being goes through, and they, they are just the same as all of us. They, they have good days. They have bad days. You know, but, at, you know, at the same time, even if you didn't think you did anything wrong, just be respectful because 99 percent of the time, if you show them respect, they're going to show it right back to you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Even, even if you're in the wrong, I have, I have, you know, I've been pulled over on my motorcycle for stupid stuff and whatever like that. And if you show them just a smidgen <laughs> of respect, 99 percent of the time, you yeah. will you will get out of it with either a warning or, you know, hey, slow down or whatever. Like that, especially if you have weapons on you, especially if you're yes. carrying it. They don't want to deal with the weapons in the first they place. Don't. They don't. Yeah. But if you want to go up there and show your ass, sorry, he's going to educate you real fast who's in charge that at that moment. Yes, he will. Yeah. And a lot of times, like even in my situation where I got pulled over and I showed the footage, the guy that really um, that that guy in that video, the the other guys in that department made a lot of fun of him after that you know so like in, in my in my um in my situation he just kept like digging i think he was just trying to find something um and yeah that guy got made a lot of fun of after that whole thing and that's way better than where it could have gone to 
Wet yeah. start, you're a speeder. I can tell. I can see it right in his face. Yeah. Say that. Say that again. Wet start is a wet start said every judicious is judicial is different. I've been pulled over for sorry, it's hard to see many reasons. I, he's definitely a speeder. I can tell by it. <laughs> um, get a radar laser detector. Yes. <laughs> yes. What's the money? <laughs> I bought mine. I love it. I've always had it. I used it two days ago. <laughs> yeah. Use those in all vehicles. Yes. <laughs> if it's legal. Wait, if it's legal. It is always legal. Always. Uh, in Florida, well, in Florida, it's legal in a lot of the country, but there are places where it's Virginia not. Virginia, D.C., and I think Washington State. Yeah. Um, is it illegal in California? Probably. If you want to know if something is illegal in California, does it exist? Just assume it's illegal. Yeah. <laughs> if, it, if it exists, it's illegal. Um, and then someone, let me see who is this. Um there was someone here asking a question. I wanted to make sure to get his question. John Gilliam says, I have a question for the guys. What do you think about the GSL technology, Ken? I'm waiting for my paperwork right now. GSL. Uh, Greg, Greg Locke, uh, GSL, GSL Technologies are up in Michigan. Greg's been around a really long time. Um, he's been making cans a long time. Uh, good guy. I've shot a bunch of his stuff all the way up to his uh, Copperhead 338 can. Um, good, good all around stuff. I think he does a lot of cave apple stuff, um, some monocore stuff as well, but I've never shot his stuff and said, Oh, I, I wouldn't buy that. Like, I've, I've never seen any issues with any of his stuff. And again, he's been around a long time, he's been in the industry a long time. Um, yeah, yeah, good dude. Yeah, Armament and Axis is asking about the cops who pulled me over, which we just talked about. Basically, like I said, um, that whole thing when I put out the video. Um, just because like those guys saw my CCW and then kept digging for things that there's one guy in particular. And yeah, (laughs) you know, first of all, that whole department got retrained so far as I know, you know, um, for several things that were going wrong there. Also, they've never done that again. This, that was based on an event that happened here every year. And I guess they had a lot of problems with that event. So they did, they did these police actions out there on the road. Well, they haven't done that. So either that event's not going on or they're not doing it anymore. Um, That guy got a lot of flack for that. Um, As far as I'm concerned, everything turned out fine. You know, like what I know is that I didn't like act crazy or do anything. And yeah. And and eventually I think I made a couple of mistakes in that whole thing. If you want to know, like when the guy asked me if I had a gun on me and where was it? I like instinctively went to pat where it was you probably shouldn't do that oh uh, yeah they shoot you for that shit <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah. what stall uh, uh, here's one radar detectors are illegal in california only if they're made out of cut straws out of straws <laughs> <laughs> hey straws i've been transporting stars, straws for years illegally <laughs> opinions on dead air um ryan or I, I have my opinion on it kyle would you like to jump in on that opinions on dead air Oh, dead air. Uh, okay. Dead air. Dead air is dead air is awesome. Uh, I am Mike Pappas is the man. Mike Pappas is the man. If he's watching, uh, Mike, good dude. Uh, I look at him as the pop bear of the industry. Yeah. Um, he's a good dude. I've never heard anyone say anything bad about him. Uh, Todd McGee. And his cans are top notch. His cans are top notch. His cans. That nine auto. can that he came out with is badass. I definitely want to get one? that. He's got, he's got two now. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, the multi bath one of the city. Uh, Leodessa. Yeah, the Odessa. Thank you. Yep. 
Yeah, that's my total. that's next on my list. Actually, your ten twenty dude takedown is now next on or right next to that too. That thing is sexy. So, and yeah. and side note, he may not like me saying this. The Odessa sounds amazing on a twenty two. By the way, like a twenty two <laughs> pistol. You put like five or six rounds in that thing, can sound yeah. awesome. Oh, that's um, cool. No, Dead Air makes amazing products. You use a lot of Stellite baffles and a lot of their Sandman series. They think outside the box. They do what they want. Um, I mean, look at the Wolverine. Wolverine's a perfect example. Like, who made a dedicated AK can? And they did it right. Every mounting system, every configuration, everything. Like, they, they do their homework. They do a good marketing campaign. They stand behind their product. I mean, I've seen, you know, multiple times in, like, the NFA guns. 25 group. fish. Yeah, someone's asking the question. Um, someone asked Sorry. the question. The 25 fish answer is to the question someone wants to know how many fish are in the aquarium behind trade no that's okay yeah um i mean how could he be any cooler than that mike is awesome dude he's the coolest guy you ever meet and we were talking about smart he's like walt like the nutty professor he knows how to do things and he thinks outside the box he does we were talking about the wolverine i actually got a chance to shoot that because babyface has one and it's pretty cool i think it's pretty cool yeah. For not a very big can, like the can, most people think that can's huge. It's not. I mean, the the can's maybe seven inches long. It's not a very big can. It sounds no. awesome on an AK because nothing mm-hmm. sounds quiet on an AK. Like AKs right. are just out. Yeah. Um, I so, mean, so again, they, it, they brought them out to our last event. The southeastern sales rep came out. I mean, Mike just makes an amazing product. They do well, and they, they stand behind it. Like they're again, like I was saying, right? Uh, the the their mentality is you buy from them, your family. And you're going to have a baffle strike five years from now. You're going to yep. send that thing in, and they're going to take care of you like you bought that yep. candy. And, yep. they, you know, you put, their, their kind of internal motto is, like, you buy dead air your family. That's just all there is to it. There's no questions asked. I, you know, I have seen RMA cans that the entire center of that thing was blown out. Like, there's no way they put that can on the mount correctly. And they just blew the center no of the can No questions out. asked. No questions asked. Cut it, bring it in, bam, it's back out in a couple weeks. Like that's okay. just the way they are. Like you not, you can never ever go. 150 gallons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're still getting tank questions. Sorry, <laughs> Kyle. Sorry. I, I love fish tanks. I will never not have a fish tank. This is in my bedroom. This is what I look at every night before I fall asleep. Yeah. So tell us quickly, tell us quickly the details on the tank so that we can get this out of the system. Uh, 150 gallon freshwater tank with 25 glow fish. Uh, I have a, uh, I can do lightning. I pumps all the stuff. So, all right. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, I think that's a great backdrop. So now speaking of, um, you know, of return policies or, you know, that kind of stuff, warranties, et cetera. What what do you have on KG made stuff? How do you guys deal with it's, that? It's the same lifetime. If you shoot one of the barrels out and they're integral, A, bravo. I'll give you a hand clap on that one. Like, go for it. You know, do it. Do it. You. That means you're using your product and I will be happy to swap something out. Um, if you blow a can apart, if you blow an end cap out, if you, whatever it is. If, if I put Tannerite on the can, somehow, <laughs> no, then, then, then I'm backflipping out of a helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, as long as you get it on video, that's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I tell you what, I, I, I want to give you a cans, dude. You make some very nice cans, some sexy stuff. I was um, looking at the specs online. It's pretty nice, actually. So I'm curious about the harmonics, though. I mean, I've seen people talk about it. We've seen it, but you've never seen anybody really go out of their way to change it. It's just, it is what it is. This is a new thing. So I'm kind of curious more about it because it definitely is interesting. 
it, it's it's a concept that kind of we we saw as one of the holes in the market is that nobody was paying attention to acoustics and a suppressor is sound waves it's it's acoustics so you know talking with with friends of ours they're acoustical engineers and doing research on acoustics and how you affect a sound wave to change it so it's a more pleasant tone i've shot some cans that meter two or three decibels better than our can but you shoot it next to ours and you're like oh my god it sounds horrible and then you shoot ours and like oh it sounds so much better yet if you look at the db meter it's quieter because pressure is not directly it's not it doesn't directly correlate with 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 tone which is which is frequency tone is frequency for people who don't know that so yeah tone is the frequency of the sound wave um, how how close the sound waves you know sound waves a little sign how close they all together um, so that is honestly again it's one thing that we push you know everything we build is hearing safe um, so it's it's once you build hearing safe okay well what do you do after that well let's make this thing pleasant to shoot let's make yeah. it a lower tone let's make it a more effective uh, tool for I mean you're essentially buying a tool I mean, and you said you had low can shift or whatever they call it they they've been calling it can shift lately I've heard that like we have a lot of cans that come out on the range so you said you have to, you don't have much adjustment between shooting with or without the can and it's pretty much identical is that what you said so earlier? yeah that's one thing we we really push on too um, now granted it is barrel specific and caliber specific but when we were doing the initial development for the thirty cal. If you shot on a medium heavy barrel on a 308, we are less than half an inch at 100 yards. Oh yeah, that's pretty sweet. From unsuppressed to suppressed. Um, now what? Now, how much blowback do I get in my face when I'm shooting? On a gas gun? Yep. Uh, AR-10, just standard AR-10 with a 16 inch barrel. AR-10, it's going to be less gas than most stuff on the market, partially because we actually run a little bit larger aperture than like our meter, our cans meter within everyone else's we're not we're not ahead of the pack we're not yeah, at yeah. the bottom of the pack but we run a larger aperture because of the way we vent internally and because of the okay. way we do like we can run a larger aperture so that we don't get that because i hate shooting um uh over gas guns and 300 yep. blackouts the worst especially with yep. 30 cal cans okay um, a lot of other manufacturers run really really tight bores and that gives you your 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 huge back pressure to shoot so you, you never see it on bolt gun but you see it in a gas gun application. Oh, yeah. More guys, more guys are running AR-10s and more guys are running 300 blackouts, yeah. especially with 6.5 Creedmoor being in a uh, short frame application now. Yeah. You guys running AR, are running 6.5 Creedmoors and AR-10s and shooting PRS matches with a gas gun. Yep. Because you can do it now. You can shoot sub yep. MOA at 1,000 yards with a gas gun. So yep. a lot of that stuff that you didn't think about five years ago in terms of 10 years ago in terms of suppressor development is very crucial now. And, and a big kind of moot point that I, you know, frankly think there's some manufacturers that don't pay attention to that. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's, you gotta be a little more evolved. I think nowadays to your can has to cover a wider range. You have to be more versatile. Okay. Very cool. I was shooting a, um, SBR suppressed today and, uh, I was enjoying what I was doing and it was so much gas. I was like, yeah, I gotta stop. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I literally couldn't breathe anymore. So this is where um, the Marine Corps has actually been really, really big on this. And Army has too, but there's a lot of gas regulations now and gas um, expenditure and, I guess, harmful toxin. They actually meter it, per se. They do parts per million metering on gas expulsion from the ejection port now 
So when you submit a can for military or gas gun application, those part of the testing is now being tough. So you can't have a super tight aperture that is, sounds really great at the muzzle, but it's really loud at the ear and has a ton of gas that comes in the operator because they figured out it's harmful for soldiers. So um, this is where companies like NextGen and OSS have kind of come to the table with very, very low gas cans. Um, you know, so you suffer a little bit at the muzzle, but you have very, very low blowback. And that's where they kind of made their niche on, on stuff like that. And that's mainly driven from a military aspect of, of having low gas, um, low gas applications for, for gas guns or low gas blowback applications. Okay, very cool. You know what? I want to um, just take a quick break here to talk about a couple of things. Um, you know, so ATI Outdoors is one of our sponsors, and I wanted to show you guys these grips from them. The the XAR15 grip. Lola has three of those. Three of them. Uh, let me see if I can hold all. Can I do that? Hold all three up. And she's actually she's actually giving these away. I think tomorrow to uh, people that support us on Patreon. So if you're on Patreon slash Hank Strange, you support us. Uh, there's going to be three folks tomorrow that are going to get these. Just wanted to let you guys know that. And if you've ever heard of Andrew's Custom Leather, who also supports us, check these out. Lola's going to be giving these away. Oh, is that a Stingray? Is that Stingray? Yeah, this, yeah, this is Stingray. Lola's got some uh, very cool crocodile. Oh, you've got Crocodile? Very yeah, cool, yeah. That's, but I got Stingray um, passport holder. That Stingray holds up, man. That's pretty nice. Yeah, Stingray is pretty tough. It's what I have myself. So Lola's got a bunch of, uh, actually not a bunch. She's got three of those that she's going to be giving away um, sometime soon coming up. So, um, and if you want, if you want to be part of that, if you don't already support us on Patreon, go to Patreon and support us there. We'll be able to do that. Um, did you guys want to switch into talking about some uh, new stuff or whatever that's going on out there? I don't know if you guys have any um, news things out there. I'm going to throw this in our internal chat. If you guys do have your own things, feel free to let me know. So I just threw a link there in the internal chat. Let me see. And there's another one that I really wanted to get into because I thought this was really funny. Um, and yeah. Okay, hold on. I'm going to throw this up in the chat as well. So um, I'm going to start with here. Let me put this in the chat for you guys. There we go. Of course. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll, we'll talk about that. Yeah, I'll talk about yeah. that. So um, if we want to, let's start with dicks. Uh, <laughs> so this is the headline. Let's start with dicks. That does not sound, <laughs> that doesn't sound too good. But <laughs> yeah, but we're talking about dick sporting goods, dick sporting goods. Uh, so here's the headline. This is the truth about guns, but it's out there in national news. Dick sporting goods uh, stock drops on unexpectedly lower same store sales guns blamed <laughs> oh, guns are blamed <laughs> yeah um and so uh truth the uh so the truth about guns says we'll do our best to contain our glee but we have german blood in our veins and schadenfreude is a very real thing so we apologize in, in advance. All of that said, Dick Sporting Goods today reported a larger than expected drop in same store sales and their stock has taken a dive as a result. What's more, analysts are blaming their post-Parkland Bloomberg approved gun sales policies for a big part of the drop. Well, of course, so they, most hunter and gun owners are fishermen, kayakers. They work all out people. all the same stuff sporting, Dick Sporting Goods selling to. Yep. And then they, sorry, you can't crap on your customers and think everybody's going to want to come around and buy your product. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. 
I totally agree with that. Uh, they're pretty much getting what they asked for. They wanted that. They wanted to play this game. You know, I don't know what they thought they would get out of it, why they think that they could, um, you know, backstab us like that, and then we're going to well, support it's, them. It's the whole play stupid games, win stupid prizes kind of thing, you know? Yeah. It, it, you know, it, you think you could just shut out one segment of your market and it wouldn't affect any of your customers. Like, you know, like he said, it's just, you know, yeah, yeah you may – you may buy guns and ammo from there, but you may buy your hiking boots and your camping gear and your food and fishing, workout clothes, all that anything, anything. Yeah. Like your kids shin guards for a soccer game, like all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can't just say, Oh, well, we're just not going to cater to just one section uh, of our clientele. And that doesn't affect anything else. That's just, just, that's ignorant. That's just ignorance. That's what that is. Yeah. So and just people have been asking us about this and um, I'll throw I'll throw this link up so you guys can see it here real quick as well before I get into talking about it. So people have been asking about the New Mexico raid and the charges being dropped. Um, That looks like that's true. So this is from the USA Today. It says uh, child neglect charges dismissed for now in New Mexico compound raid case uh, a new mexico judge dismissed for now child neglect charges wednesday against three defendants arrested at a remote compound in northern new mexico where 11 children were living in filth and the body of a missing three-year-old georgia boy was a found was found according to media reports um I think it says that uh, Julio Emilia Chavez ruled in Taos County that the three defendants could no longer be held because prosecutors missed a 10 day limit for a hearing to establish probable cause for the neglect charges. So they basically, it looks like they were dropped on a technicality. And they have a dead kid. Huh? The kid's dead. Why didn't they just charge him? He had a dead kid in this compound, a dead child. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what's to, I, to, I, where's the neglect at? Well, that kid's dead. You neglected him. Yeah. I mean, I'm a little confused yeah. how they could miss that one. Yeah. There's something weird going on here with that whole yeah. case. I got to tell you, it just doesn't. Or, or even like all the, the injured and malnutrition kids. Like, how do you how do you drop the charges for something like that when you had kids that were 40 right, we say, underweight? Well, yeah, but there's a dead one there. I mean, that yeah. child's dead. I mean, that's pretty like, neglected yeah. as you can be. I mean, you can't get yeah. no more neglect than that. Yeah, I think there's some problems going on here. Uh, either these guys just don't know what to do in this case or there's something weird going on in this case. Something I mean, else. they yeah, they bulldozed this company. It would be the bigger the bigger government taking over the case more than the little government, hopefully. I mean, yeah. I don't know. But it's or, terrible. Yeah. or they had to drop the small charges to get them on bigger stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like murder, like murder. I mean, they don't like that one. Yeah. Because child neglect, you'll get in trouble, but not like you will for murder. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe they want to drop the lesser charges to go for a bigger one. Yep. Just like, you know, with Casey Anthony, where they had all these charges, none of them stuck. Had they just run one charge, they probably would have made one charge stick murder. And they probably would have kept that charge and they actually got her on it. Yeah. But when you so here, if you go down to the bottom of this article, it says officers who went into the compound found that two men, three women and 11 children ranging in age from one to 15 were living off potatoes and a box of rice amid a cache of guns, including uh, an AR-15 rifle, according to officials. Um, So. Yeah, 
the cache of guns thing. Okay, that you know, and they have that's one the, AR fifteen. That's, them, the, that's the, them throwing it in there just to say, oh, yeah. cache of guns. Yeah, but they, but they, um, you know, like potatoes and a box of rice. Yeah, there's something going on here, and uh, and I think that um, these guys are probably they're either just grossly neglecting this case, the prosecutors. You know, or there's something else going on here that they're just not telling the rest of us. I had seen multiple places that they were trying to charge or trying to go after terrorism. Like these people were training these kids for terrorism. I'd seen that multiple places. That may not Mm -hmm. be right or not, but that would be a way bigger fish to go after. Yeah, they bulldozed the compound. That sounds a little uh, sketchy. Yeah. Yeah. Like they were covering something up or trying to make sure that only certain people saw that. It's all that place. Yeah. yeah. The prosecutor forgot to file paperwork. I mean, now he's only got one job to prosecute yeah. and it's his biggest case. I can There's see how he, he didn't file for drunk driving charges. You know, you got dead children in this place. They're being neglected. I mean, they're not even feeding the kids. If I didn't feed my son, they'd already be taking him. So yeah. something's going on. This is just bizarre. Yeah. And they said they went there because they got a message from someone that they thought was inside the compound saying that we're starving and we need food and water. I don't know. But, you know, I've been watching. I follow uh, a bunch of different organizations that rescue children. They have been operating in and out of the New Mexico area quite a bit. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if those guys didn't run across the compound and then call local law enforcement to have them come in. Mm hmm. Yeah, there's there's some strange stuff going on. And look, what happened in Vegas, we never found out what happened. They nope. closed the case. Yeah. And they just said, yeah, we don't know what happened. Here's pictures so. of the room and there's guns randomly stacked all over on the bed and the bathroom. I mean, like, if, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to shoot anybody. But if I was going to do something that incompetent, don't you think you'd have them all lined up on, on the wall ready to go? I mean, <laughs> yeah, what's he going to do? Run to the kitchen, a- grab a sandwich, run back with a gun, start shooting in. And that whole thing was really weird. It was pretty, and yeah, and you just didn't hear any. It just disappeared. It was gone. Yeah, they basically closed the case. They say they don't know the motive. The worst shooting in the United States, and they closed the case. Yes, and they want to change laws and all that kind of stuff. It's just like here in Florida. I mean, you know, we still probably don't know everything that happened here in Florida, but we already have laws, and we have the people that put those laws in effect running for office. Yep. <laughs> you know, Rick Scott that signed the most egregious gun laws in Florida in ever, you know, wants to be a congressman and people are voting for him. <laughs> you know, so yeah, that's happening. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think that um, there's just, yeah, there's something going on here. And I'm not like a super conspiracy theorist guy, you know, at all, but yeah. Something really crazy happening. Well, again, though, man, think about it. They they take kids away from their mothers because they're drunk. And they don't take care of their kids. You guys got a dead child in his. If I had a dead child in my house, they'd arrest me, and mm-hmm. I wouldn't be. They wouldn't be going. Oops, sorry, I didn't file the paperwork. <laughs> that would yeah. not be the case. It it is pretty odd. Yeah. So now here's another thing to to switch uh, switch gears a little bit. We, I talked about this last night, but kind of like at the end. Um, so here's the headline. I sent it to you guys. Let me see. I could probably let me post this in the regular chat so everyone else could see this, because I think that what happened yesterday is that um, a lot of people got out of here by the time we were talking about it. But I think this is funny as hell. So let me read this headline to you. Uh, Paraguayan thieves 
steal police guns, uh, leaving replicas as decoys. Ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. Ingenious. This is totally insane. Uh, Paraguayan news agencies have reported that thieves have stealthily stolen a large number of rifles from a national police armory, surreptitiously replacing them with replicas. 42 FAL rifles were stolen from the headquarters of the Department of Armament and Munitions of the National Police in the city of uh, Capitaya. Capitaya, uh, in southern western Paraguay. The head of the Department of uh, Armaments and Ammunition, Chief Inspector Benjamin Segovia, announced that uh, announced the theft of the rifles on 24th of August. The discovery of the rifles have been that the rifles have been stolen from the Central Police Armory was made following an inspection. Officers making an audit found that more than 40 rifles had been taken and replaced with wooden and plastic replicas, likely airsoft guns. <laughs> to disguise their absence. As a result, it is uncertain how long the guns have been missing from the armory. From the photos posted, at least some of the replicas appear to be somewhat convincing at a cursory glance. Yeah. What do you, what do you guys think about that one? <laughs> I do believe that'd be an inside job. <laughs> yeah. Somebody knew exactly what guns to swap and how many to swap. And yeah, you didn't just show up with a semi truck being, oh, well, we need 42 FALs and we need, you know, 12 SKSs or shotguns or whatever like that. No, they knew exactly what they wanted to take and what to swap out. Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, David Reed says, wow, 42 FALs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, let's see what else. Uh, the pan says the police have FALs question marks. Where are the mega cheap police trade-ins? Uh, and Nico <laughs> Ghost Gunner says, ones. Yeah. Um, Nico Ghost Gunner says it's unfortunate that those rifles uh, have are probably slated to be used in crimes, but it's a pretty funny story. Yeah, that's really, really, really crazy. And yeah, I mean, it's interesting to see where it happened. I think it is an inside job. It's probably the police officers. They're like, these things are too nice. Let's put well, these here. Just came back with fake ones and swapped them. They get, yeah, they get issued a sign or weapon, and they come back and put a put a fake one back. Just keep the rifle for themselves. Yeah, that's probably more of what they're going to find out. And uh, imagine if something big had happened in Paraguay, like you know, they'd been like invaded or something. I don't know. And they're like, come on, let's go get those FNFALs. <laughs> It's and almost like the other like, guys. They got a bunch of wooden guns. Yeah, like, wait a yeah. second. This is really light. <laughs> that would have been bad. Um, yeah, so, wow. Yeah, that's really... Uh, airsoft. Yeah, airsoft. So there you go. Uh, Firearm Fanatic says, I see Trey. Do you remember the Fanatic brothers? What's up, bro? Yeah. <laughs> They're here in the chat. Um, did you guys see any um, news things? Anything caught your interest? In the news, uh, no, just the election stuff, talking about different gun policies. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. the usual, the usual hoopla. I haven't seen anything out of the ordinary. We'll put it that way. Yeah. Nothing that stuck out to me. Yeah, in the in the few minutes that we have left here, I'd like to ask you guys: What do you do other than gun stuff? Like, what are you guys into other than guns? We we know we can like see fish. like yeah, we can see obviously like Trey is all about the fish. Yeah, that's pretty badass. So, what else do you do, Trey? What else are you into? I uh, I skydive, but I haven't done it in about two years because I've been uh, dealing with my family. 
Uh, of course, I fish, I scuba dive. I'm a pilot. Um, I have a motorcycle. I mean, I, I do a lot of stuff. I like hiking. I do a lot of hiking. I started traveling more with my son, so he spends a lot more time with me. I try to bring him along with me. Um, I mean, <laughs> no, that's I love the cool, outdoors. I love stuff. the outdoors. Yeah, that's a lot of good stuff. I like it. All good stuff. So what about you, Kyle? What do you get up to? Um, actually, I uh, have been – my biggest business ho- biggest hobby is uh, freestyle BMX. I've been riding for oh, almost, that's pretty cool. wow. almost, almost 20 years. Uh, I paid for some of my college, actually, by riding at a kind of semi-pro level. I was oh, doing wow. shows and the contests and all stuff like that. So, like, in my late teens, early 20s, yeah, I rode at a pretty pretty high level. Wow. So, we got to see <laughs> some video cool. of this, man. Yeah. So, I bet you there is video, right? There's there's video out there. You can go go to Google Images, and, and I've got photos that I had in magazines and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> that's pretty badass. sweet, actually. Badass. Yeah, that's badass. cool. That's pretty badass. So, yeah. So what kind of what kind of bike do you have? I actually have a completely hand built all titanium frame BMX bike. <laughs> oh, okay, wow. nice. Yeah, I was going to ask you, did BMX go over to carbon fiber or no? Right? No, no, no. They're still staying with chromoly, and uh, the race bikes are still aluminum, but uh, titanium's kind of coming out. I actually. A buddy of mine, another pro BMXer, uh, Mike Laird, has a custom BMX frame company. That's what he does for a living now. Um, and so I machine a lot of parts for him. So like his bottom brackets, his head tubes, all the stuff. So I do all the all of his machining for all of his custom bikes. So he um, he builds. Uh, he built me one of. I've got number two of the first tie frames he ever built. Wow. Um, so so yeah, it's that's a, pretty cool. So we're we're through the grapevine, Kyle. Is you're a pretty good cook, also. I am not bad. So, <laughs> so I get that from my. Uh, I was actually I was born in Louisiana, and oh, I, didn't, okay. I didn't live there long. So, but all my dad's family's from there, so I kind of grew up cooking, um, nice. and just always kind of taken to it. And uh, I don't know, cook. Yeah. Um, it's and it's by the way, the firearms fat the firearms. The farm, the farm firearms ratted you out on that one. Yeah, they snitched oh. you. Sorry. Yeah, no, yeah. it's all good. Um, and it's it's funny is like uh, I'm the cook in our house. My wife doesn't cook at all, um, but she bakes. Now um, she can make cakes like from scratch. I mean, completely from scratch. So she makes stuff like that. But in terms, yeah, of that's cooking, all I need. Cakes. I can live on cakes. Yeah, <laughs> that or ice, that or ice cream, right, Hank? Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. So she does cakes, but I do pies. Like I build a bourbon pecan pie every year for like Thanksgiving. Oh my gosh! Oh, oh yeah. that sounds oh, yeah. good. That's pretty good. Oh no, you're talking like 800 calories a slice. Like it's insane. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, no, I've I've cooked most of my life and I just enjoy grilling, cooking, just making stuff up, um, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's amazing, man. Uh, Armament and Axes wants to know how old you are now. Me. And uh, yes. I'm probably one of the younger people in the industry. I am 33. Okay, very cool. And David Reed wants to know if you know Dean Joust. Gene Joust. Dean, yeah, Dean. No. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Um, did you have, did you did you uh, break a lot of bones and you know over um, the years? Yes, I, not a ton. Um, I've broken both toes, shattered both toes, broken right foot, torn a bunch of tendons. I tore a bunch of. Uh, I actually tore my metatarsal tendon, metatarsal tendon in the top of my foot. Um, 
and mm-hmm. I just dislocated a bunch of stuff, knocked out multiple times, stitches in the face, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff like that. But I was pretty lucky. Um, I wore a lot of gear, you know, full face. I ran full face helmet and stuff like that. So, um, but I've definitely banged my head, bounced my head off the ground my fair share of times. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so, um, but uh, yeah, I could imagine. Yeah, not, imagine. Not, not, not too bad. Yeah, BMX is cool, man. That's cool. That's pretty cool. Found out something really cool there. I still ride. I have a ramp in my shop, actually. <laughs> oh, you do? Okay, yeah. cool. I've yeah, got to come up and check out that shop myself. I have, a, I have an actual quarter pipe like in the in the back of my shop inside that I ride and play oh, on. Again, I don't ride near the level that I used to. Yeah, that's I, pretty cool, man. That's, that's really cool, actually. Yeah. Still, still riding. Yeah. I want to see you doing a BMX trick and shooting something suppressed at the same time. Can we get that on video? No, that's that's a trick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we can mount like a Ma-Deuce suppress on the front of it or something. <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to make my bike lighter, not heavier. Yeah, <laughs> that's gonna weigh more than the bike, probably. Oh yeah, no, my yeah. my my whole bike weighs like 21 pounds. It was oh, that's crazy. crazy. That's yeah, crazy. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Very cool. All right. So you know what? I'm gonna start wrapping it up because we're we're over the nine o'clock hour. I'm sure you guys have, um, you know, a, a bunch of different things going on. So, you know what? Uh, let's uh, leave the folks with ways to get in touch with both of you guys. We'll start with Trey. Trey, how can where can people find you? How can they get in touch with you? Uh, Aries Farms Training on Instagram. Uh, Facebook is Aries Farms Training. You can call 352-321-8102. I'm in Central Florida. Come by and shoot and have some fun. Uh, just give me a call or you can email me at Aries Farms Training at yahoo.com. Awesome. Thank you. Um, and Kyle, what about you, man? How can people follow you, get in touch with you? What's your social media stuff? All of that. Social media, Instagram is kgmade underscore suppressors. Uh, Facebook, I think, is just kgmade suppressors. Um, website is kgmade.net. And then any pretty much info or Kyle at kgma.net um, we'll get you in touch, uh, get you in touch with us. And, <laughs> you know, we're, we're going to, we're going to be at some, uh, we're going to be at the IV88 shoot. Um, and we've got some other stuff we're, we're coming out with as well. In terms awesome. of like being, being out and being doing shoots and stuff like that. So, you know, definitely if you can come to something where we're out I'm more than happy, come say, Hey, come shoot our stuff. Um, yeah, absolutely. Check out these guys' website and check out their uh, Instagram as well. They've got a lot of cool stuff going on, you know, and hit them up. Everyone, everyone's saying that they enjoyed the show. Big Cliff says he loves the Frohawk. Lots of people saying uh, great show tonight. It is pretty sweet. (laughs) Okay, thank you. I appreciate that. And you know what, Kyle, we'd love to have you back on. We we enjoy always having you on, Trey. You know, it's always fun. Shout out to DJ and the rest of the family. (laughs) You know, and, um, you know, make sure you follow these guys on social media, guys. It's, it's a, you know, it's a really, it's a really big deal. Keep up with them. Let them know that you saw them here on the chat and hopefully we'll get them to come back on again. I want to thank everyone that sponsors us. ATI Outdoors, Andrew's Custom Leather, Safety Harbor Firearms, of course. And, uh, you know, get our ammo from uh, Fort Scott Munitions right there. So that's, you know, we got to make sure we shout. Yeah, we got to make sure we shout those guys out. I'm going to come and do some 6.5 stuff at, at your range, Trey. Yeah, come on down, man. Just let me know, Hank, when you're ready. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Thanks, guys. We'll see you tomorrow. 
Tomorrow, I think we actually have ATI Outdoors is going to be here. So we're going to have Mike from ATI Outdoors. So join us tomorrow. We'll see you guys. We're out of here. Peace.